Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming at you from SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 101. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me for episode 101 is Hottest 100s and Thousands! (laughs) And joining me is Nathan Harrison. Hey! Andrew McDonald. Hey! And David James Young. (laughs) (laughs) You ready to podcast? Give me a hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! (laughs) What? (laughs) What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And joining me, yeah, for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. What a twist! <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> and so for uh, the people out there who don't know you guys, what's your podcast all about? Tell the good folks out there. So basically I get celebrities into my garage <laughs> and... Uh, we, then you we lock just, the gates. Yeah, yeah, I lock the gates and I sit down and ask them who are my guys and no, who are their this, guys. This and... is a rare opportunity for us to actually promote ourselves, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast is called Hottest 100s and Thousands. We are reviewing every song that's ever been in every Triple J Hottest 100. We started at the first one, which was in 1990-something. Three? 1993. <laughs> and we're we started this podcast in the summer yeah. of 1993. And now we're up to 1998. We do five songs an app. We critique them. We're very smart. We're very handsome. And it's just a, just a brilliant, funny podcast that everybody loves. You can hear the handsomeness. <laughs> <laughs> we're distributed through WBZ Chicago. And uh, we've done a lot of live shows. And... Uh, I think at that point I realized that what Hottest 100s and Thousands is, it's a, it's a reflection on America itself. <laughs> it's a really beautiful thing and it really brings people together. Nothing says quintessential America like an Australian music Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Most of it's American anyway, so it doesn't matter. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. Um, I'm a big fan of your show and I just like... I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a life-ruining show. <laughs> It's only, only for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we drag other people into it, man. Well, I'm uh, glad to be in the gravitational pull because How did you how did you find it? How did I find Hottest 100,000? That's the I, I found it very well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I left a five-star review. <laughs> Second star on the left, man. Yeah. <laughs> Second five-star review on the left. No, actually it all stems me. from you, man. Me? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh no. No, I started... How did you find me? <laughs> I just like started following you on t- Twitter randomly. Like, <laughs> you I- thought you were about to say Tinder. <laughs> it's like, well, all right. Also, this is this is a very roundabout way of asking, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just noticed like people that I liked were like sharing your stuff, and I think the one tweet that did, and I don't actually remember if it was a retweet or original, but okay, let's, let's um, it out. was a post up of like a text conversation, and right. it said, "Hey man, are you going to Animals as Leaders tonight?" And the response was, "No, I didn't go to AIM." <laughs> <laughs> That was me. Uh, yeah. That was me. That was original. Oh nice. That's OC. <laughs> Fuck. That was a good tweet, man. <laughs> I should get a book. Fuck you, drill. I want a book. <laughs> Ten years of DJY. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, Matt. So I followed you on Twitter, noticed you had the podcast, and yeah, I started following Hottest One Hundreds and Thousands from there. Oh, great. Well, we're fans Sick, as well. Man. Thank you. It's very yeah. good to be. Mutual oh, thank lovers. you. I was happy that you guys said yes because, yeah, I mean, obviously you guys love The Simpsons. I don't think you go an episode of your podcast without <laughs> mentioning them once. We're very original. We've got a lot of great ideas. <laughs> and, yeah, and, you know, you guys earlier in the year were talking about how cool it was seeing Jebediah and something for Kate doing crossover stuff and yeah. how fun that is. And, yeah. Who's the Jebediah and who's the something for Kate in this scenario? 
We'll have to wait to the end and find out. Ah. <laughs> yeah. The answer will shock you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not clickbait. <laughs> but yeah, starting out today, we did an episode from the HD era. This was season 29, episode 14, Fears of a Clown. First released in April of 2018 this year. It was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by R- Michael Price. In this episode, Skinner plays a prank on Bart and then Bart gets revenge on Skinner and all the other teachers. But his prank makes a bad image for clowns. And Krusty the Clown has to get new work and... And meanwhile, in the B story, Marge is fussing over Bart and trying to make him a better person, sending him to rehab and everything. Guys, what did you think? It had its moments. Yeah, I, I like, laughed, yeah. which I did. I expected <laughs> not to. Yeah, I got laughed. Yeah, like it was like you could still count the laughs on one hand, but at the same time, like you were just like definitely expecting to not open that hand up at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was funny. Like you just shake harder, boy. <laughs> just you describing the plot then reminded me. Like I know that after 30 years of writing episodes, there's going to be weirder plot things, but just yeah. the convoluted nature of how many layers go mm. into it all. Like Bart goes to play a prank on Skinner, who then plays a prank on Bart, who then gets revenge in clown makeup prank, and then that divulges <laughs> into his plot and then crusty like it's so many layers going on for like and that's why like when it ended i'm like oh that's the very end like if, yeah if, there's so many moving yeah. parts the, the ending we were just like was that it yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but it but really... there was no resolution to the main fucking story mm. <laughs> yeah it doesn't even screech to a hold or anything it just sort of stops yeah, yeah. i don't think i've seen anything from this decade of the simpsons probably <laughs> this era do you go by decade or era like how do you break it up decade is my shorthand for the predefined eras that i made up so yeah. ah. seasons one to nine i'm calling classic 10 to 19 is teens and everything after that is hd yeah, yeah. Ah. but I, th- I think maybe i've seen like one or two hd episodes yeah and i think the thing that really struck me was just how quick everything was yeah like they really try and pack in so many jokes and and they're just and so many moving plot points. Yeah. yeah. What was the, the we all had a good laugh at one uh, Willie and the lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> Willie and the lawnmower. Very funny. We, that yeah. was a good line. Yeah. It's Willie's... just like I took the blades out of your lawnmower. You've just been riding around. Yeah. <laughs> that's very fucking funny. That really okay. landed. Yeah. I that, that's that. a good gag, right? Yeah. Like, I think we also all laughed at the Jeff Bezos joke just because it came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. It's like what? <laughs> it was one where I didn't like the setup. The whole. Oh, I went into Amazon, the store, not the river. Yeah. But then, yeah. <laughs> the Jeff Bezos bit was it, yeah. Also, it just reminds me, like, I know that, like, we're, we're all marching inexplicably towards the sweet embrace of death, but, like, man, Julie... <laughs> Fucking Ka- Jesus Christ, but man. Julie Kavner sounds old now, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, Marge's voice is, like, that's got to be a strain on the goddamn vocal cords for this 30 years, years of doing that. Yeah. <gasps> we were saying she's done more growling than, like, most death metal vocalists. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, professionals. <laughs> like, <laughs> Give her a rest. <clears throat> yeah. Like, like, or a lozenge. <laughs> 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 Come to the dark side, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they're neat. <laughs> <laughs> very very <laughs> little Homer. Yeah. Very yeah. little Homer in that app. Yeah. He pretty much said boys will be boys four times. And that was his entire presence. Very and weird. And I'm like, is that a... Is this satire? Like, <laughs> are they getting on board the sticky fingers? Oh, oh no! That... <laughs> Did Stella Donnelly write this episode? Like, what's the deal? Uh, yeah, we'll hook into the questionnaire now. We'll start with you, Nathan. For better mm. or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I mean, the lawnmower thing yeah. was good. And it was cool to see the director back. Oh, um, Llewellyn, Llewellyn Sinclair. Llewellyn yeah, Sinclair. Sinclair. John Lovitz, yeah. Yeah, John yeah, Lovitz. So yeah, I mean, Streetcar Named Marge is one of my favourite episodes. Oh, so yeah. It's great to have that back. And and as much as a lot of that plot 
rehashed kind of streetcar named Marge in a lot of ways. Yeah. It was still fun. And as like a theatre guy, I appreciated... Yeah, I thought being the thespian of the group, you yeah. might enjoy this one. I like <laughs> making fun of Death of a Salesman. It was pretty good. <laughs> the funny thing is, the other week we reviewed Burns Baby Burns, and in that they walk into Burns' playroom, which turns out to be two guys doing acting, and one of them goes, A man's not a bit of fruit! I didn't know that was from Death of a Salesman. One of the panellists asked me, Oh, what play is that from? And I'm like... Uh, it's the sequel to Death of a Salesman. <laughs> Death of a Salesman 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Sail harder. Yeah. I had no idea. The one fucking play I was aware of <laughs> was what they were referencing. But, I mean, Llewellyn, like, it was nice to see him back, but they didn't really give him that much, I didn't no. think. No. But this is, like, similar to, um, like, when they bring back these classic characters who you have a huge affinity for the originals. That was like in the Simpsons movie when the mm. guy who voiced the villain is the same guy who voiced... It's Albert Brooks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hank and, Scorpio. Yeah, and Hank yeah. Scorpio. And I was like, I kept being fearful that like if this turns out to be Hank Scorpio ruining the legacy of the perfect one-off character. Oh, imagine if he pulled off the That's mask. exactly what I was thinking was going to oh, happen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry. That's the thing. Like with Llewellyn being back, it's good because it reminded me how much I love Streetcar named Marge. But mm. like, but I mean, he's nothing without his counterpart. I forgot his sister's name, but the uh, <laughs> yeah. Ayn Rand School for Tots. Oh yeah, <laughs> I oh. am a leech. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Andrew? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? Like what I think stood out in a weird way was how. Like as much as there was so much going on, but the ending of every scene seemed to drag on. I'm thinking particularly the moment where Bart put the thumbtacks on the thing, mm. and like weirdly egregious ass shots of Marge. Yeah, like what is this? I was like, I remember like she it, thick though. It reminded oh. me, yeah, she's looking like a snack, but um, <laughs> sounding like a broken down tractor, <laughs> <laughs> but looking like a snack. Yeah. It, it reminded me of like Tarantino foot shots. Like I was like, oh, I was like dude, steady on, man. Come on, director. Like wiggle your Marge big butt. March saying the end word, yeah. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but they're, they're, that stood out for me. I'm like, mm. how long are they going to keep this on for? And they kept it on. Yeah. yeah. And then it, that bit finished with Bart sitting on. And it was just like, that's surely the easiest yeah. way to. Res- like, I don't know. And also, that reminded me of the one, you know, the one where Marge is a substitute teacher? Yeah. And Bart did the exact same prank. They're just yeah. rehashing yeah. the same plots. Yeah. They forgot that- what they wrote, man. Krusty <laughs> has done serious things before. Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's right. Yeah. When he did the whole, like, Bill Hicks sort of yeah, style stand up. Yeah. 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 Don't you hate Bart? Yeah. <laughs> also, is there a labor crisis in the in America today? Yeah. <laughs> and when you're suffering extended raga by Ravi Shankar. <laughs> Shankar, groovy man. Groovy man. <laughs> How about you, Deej? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Really specific niche music jokes that only fucking weirdos like me will get. <laughs> so Skinner gets up and he says, I've just completed my Sergeant Peppers after years of back off boogaloos. Now, What's that? I don't okay. get that. That I'm about to tell you. Back Off Boogaloo is a solo single by Ringo Starr. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my no man. yeah. I don't know if you have the licensing, but drop that in, like, underneath. It's not a great <laughs> song. It's not a great song. But, like, it's a very specifically niche reference to a Ringo Starr solo song. Ringo never had a hit. Like... George Harrison had Mindset on You, Lennon had Imagine, Paul McCartney had, you know, Maybe I'm Amazed, like 40 billion other fucking hits. But, like, Ringo never had, like, a solo big hit that everyone knows. Like, No, I remember being in the CD shop with my brother and we're looking through stuff. We see the best of Ringo Starr and I'm, like, showing him and we're like, what is it? And he's like, Octopus's Garden and Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I've been out the back with Betty having a good hard shunt. <laughs> <laughs> also, his appearance in The Simpsons could be on that. The, ah, yeah, 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 true. Yeah, Forgive true. the lateness of my reply. reply. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. We do have hamburgers and french fries in England, <laughs> but we call french fries chips. chips. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so that was one I'm just like, no one's going to fucking get that. Like, why yeah. did you put that in here? The very elaborate OK Go joke was oh. really weird. Like, in 2018, the year of our Lord, 2018, like, <laughs> make that joke like 10 years ago when Here It Goes Again was like fucking going bunter. Like, fair play. They here. actually did do that. And like, they were like oh, walking fuck, really? past a gym and like Renier Wolf Castle and Duffman are doing the whole uh, treadmill. Oh, bit. the routine. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. It's very on the nose. So they have forgotten what they've written, but they just <laughs> decided to get OK Go in for some reason. Well, th- they made the joke about themselves. So it yeah. just shows that it's taken 10 years for them to be ready to laugh at themselves yeah. yeah what was that oh without our music videos they'll have to judge us on our music we're doomed yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they really are yeah <laughs> it's not great bob it's, it's, really it's, not. It's, it's so funny finding people who are diehard okay go fans like <laughs> no, it's actually just great music that's <laughs> no, sick dude they're on youtube <laughs> <laughs> they're signed to youtube a, red a huge setup for yeah yeah this weird fucking who's making clown jokes as well in 2018 like, yeah. wasn't the clown thing, like, two years ago? Well, I'm going to say that is actually the moment of the story that stood out to me is, like, okay, first of all, yeah, the clown thing. People, like, generally are scared of clowns. Like, uh, for a year when I was, like, 19, I worked as a clown. I can tell you firsthand, people were fucking scared of me. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, so, like, they didn't really need to set that up. And, yeah, the convoluted setup at the start where it was like, oh, there's a secret, Skinner's retiring, oh, spread it round. And then that ended up being nothing. Cause... Yeah, I, I forgot about that bit even. There's so yeah. many moving parts at the beginning. Like, what if Martin kept the secret? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, I don't oh, get it, man. But it was man. Skinner's Batman gambit that he knew Martin wouldn't keep it. Uh... <laughs> I did, like... The bit where, and, and it was frustrating that Skinner retiring was breezed through so quickly because it kind of gave away that it wasn't real. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Was, if Skinner was going to retire, that's the A plot, you know, that's not the opening setup. But I did like when he got the one key in the bag and threw yeah. it in the <laughs> bin of misc keys. Yeah. 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 That was a good bit. <laughs> There's actually a bit in a recent episode which I love where Lisa finds a bunch of keys for the school and she finds banned books, you know, B A N N E D, and then banned books for the school band, and then band banned books. Some <laughs> of the dirtiest <laughs> marching band formations you can ever see. Oh my God. I love a similar the book joke from. Um, Where's that? The only books we have ones that have been banned in other schools. Yeah. The kids are going to learn about tech war sooner or later. <laughs> I didn't know until we reviewed that episode. That's by Shatner. Dude, I've read that book. <laughs> I've, oh, I've, I've read Sh- multiple Shatner novels. <laughs> I've read his autobiography. Uh, I that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Zero. 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 Yeah, this is Call only. The police. <laughs> this is only my second time seeing this. Um, I haven't felt really compelled to go back to it since it first aired in April. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> Did you pick up anything new though on a second watch that you were like, ah? Honestly, some of these HD era episodes, if I didn't like keep a log of me recording this for podcast purposes, I'd forget that they'd happen. Like, there's so many of these newer episodes that I'm like, I know I've seen this, but. What? <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, so let's talk about some of the wacky moments. What are some, like, cartoony elements from this episode that stood out to you? The fucking bit with It? Yeah. Like, old mate from It? What's his name? Fucking it. Bad Religion? It. Oh, no, Pennywise. Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> Frenzel? Oh, wait, no. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> no effects. <laughs> yeah, that, like, I guess that was, like, obviously... Well, had that come out at that point? I'm assuming so. When did that... Yeah. Was, that was last yeah, yeah, year. Was that last year? I can't... Man, 
I forget how fucking long this year has been, right? We were talking about this earlier where it was just like Hobo Johnson got added to Falls and we were just like, fuck, remember Hobo Johnson? Wait, that was this year? <laughs> fucking hell. It's been a long fucking year, dude. But yeah, a um, little cutaway gag in the background of the woman making out with the chimp. Like What? Yeah, it was just like, mm, it was, I missed that. Yeah, exactly. It was a real small moment within the background of the play. Just like, okay, right, let's chuck that in there as a visual gag kind of thing. Like, obviously, if you're talking about clowns and, and them being scary, yeah. you include Pennywise. But like, yeah, that was felt weird, I guess. And weirdly, like, that movie was recent, but not recent enough to be like, we're making a topical reference. And yeah. that's the same with like, yeah, like get it, get when it. all those clown things were happening two years ago. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because when that happened, I was like, oh, is this when this episode came out? But no, they just are responding to the news a couple of years late. Yeah. Maybe. No, and it felt weird, like, yeah, all the clowns chasing, because there was a mix of the ones that had the mask glued on by Bart and, yeah. like, actual legit clowns. We hardly even saw any of the mask ones. It was yeah. just like, yeah, that you saw was... Charmers, and then all of a sudden it oh, went to real clowns. And that awful joke where he goes, oh. my skin, arg. Oh. Yeah, that's Ooh. like... Like, Go fuck I, yourself. I remember that there was a point, like in the older ones, where they, well, they made fun of catchphrasery as a joke, right? And now it's like he's got to say Skinner, or yeah. it's not him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you know what was terrible? <laughs> and I go. forgot about it, and that was nice until now. Ralph's rap. Oh, oh, oh that, that was a piece of piss, man. That was not good. <laughs> and also, so like, bad. do the Bart Man a much better rap, yeah. right? <laughs> I guess that people change, but his voice is so much different now as well. But yeah. and then, like, him. Yeah, the rap was so needlessly unfunny and bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it went on for so long. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, Fuck. there's something like, I like charming that he drops the rhyme and starts talking about karate or whatever, but also you've got to take such a long road to get there. Yeah, mm. it's not worth the time. Yeah. I did like Skinner's response. Kind of derivative to rhyme karate with karate. <laughs> <laughs> As a music critic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked the animation of Homer eating the courthouse burrito. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was nice. And then when he finished, I can't remember what he did with the rapper or something, but it was just like, that, yeah. that felt like nice detail. Also, just the idea of like, the fact that they've gone there so often that Bart knows that we get there before eight, we get those courthouse burritos. They are good burritos, yeah, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as far as cartoony elements, I don't think this episode was really going for it. Anything to do with the play, like how Krusty started bashing himself with the hammer, and that's how he got back into comedy. Like, had that, to, like whole, that whole thing was a fucking shit show, dude. Yeah, I didn't get into that shit at all. It wasn't very compelling, was it? No, like. We've, we've done this before, man. Like, we did the whole thing with his daddy issues, and that's a fucking great episode. Yeah. And even the one where he fucking turns into Bill Hicks, that's a fucking, <laughs> that's a pretty good episode too. But this is just like, oh, you're just rehashing the same shit again, huh? All right. Yeah, well, even sort of you. him having, like, being haunted by his demons, I don't really felt like they lent into it enough. No. Also, I, th I think there's a problem with when shows or movies rely on there being, like, in-universe great humor or in the mm. universe great songs something like that like because the simpsons has funny jokes but they're not in universe funny they're funny to the viewer and then like the idea of crusty being very funny by hitting himself with a hammer and everyone goes fucking wild and then he does that dumb song which was not yeah. funny which is not funny to a viewer but was funny in in universe i'm like that was your comeback moment like doing the awful song and dance stuff like that like and the audience love it and there's no humor for the viewer there though i think that's just a yeah. Difficult moment of like contextuality, but like, yeah, no, nah, fail on that ending, I reckon. And a missed opportunity, like, Streetcar is great, and everything yeah. you see in the show is amazing. Stop the Planet of the Apes, I Want to Get Off, which you <laughs> talked about really recently. Yep. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. All the work they do there. Is and then we didn't get to enjoy any of this second rate hack copy of 
Death of a Salesman. Because that is, could be funny. It's a funny idea to make a hacky version of Death of a Salesman. That's yeah, it, right? I did like the title, The Salesman's Very Bad Day. I like yeah. that as well. And calling him Willie Salesman is very <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> Willie it's, Salesman. It's a good setup of this, like, we're trying to avoid the right. So yeah. it's just going to be this really no frills version that you can barely recognize. And then they didn't do it. No, no. Like, yeah. A man is not a piece of vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, you're, that only pays out if you're dramatic pause. Mm. Dead. Like there's, there's there's more to plumb there, right? Yeah. You can dig that well a lot deeper than just the lies they did. Yeah, it's weirdly for me to say this, but yeah, it's a shame it wasn't wackier. And the heart of the episode. What do you guys think of like the emotional core of this? I didn't, Unresolved. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't buy it. Like whatever Marge was going through seemed forced and arbitrary, and yeah, and they didn't resolve it. And they didn't yeah. resolve it. And like the idea of like if you were a parent, the idea of sending your if you have this conflict of sending your child to a juvenile hall style thing for 28 days would be a huge conflict but then he gets there and the first thing we see of him is him with Marge and then they leave yeah and then all of a sudden the next scene with him is him okay now time for my last step and it's like what about steps 1 through 11 come on what what steps did you take apart from giving your mum a hug like yeah yeah. you're not that the whole point of steps is you're not meant to skip them (laughs) (laughs) but from a narrative perspective too like if you're gonna introduce that idea show it yeah but also, they also forget that Bart only did this because he was being harassed by his teachers. Yeah, that was the thing, right? Yeah. Like, like Also, like I actually do think it was kind of funny, the idea of just pouring honey into someone's eyes. And then covering, <laughs> that and was then, fucked up! And then chucking birdseed on them as your principal like, yeah. doing that to you. And it was just like, ah, you got pranked. Not like, I this got is, mauled, yeah, man. Not, like... not wretched child abuse. That, that, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, and it didn't even end there. They pulled up in the car while he was in the treehouse and fucking bombarded him. Yeah. Also, that's uh, another thing I like. The bombardment guy. Yeah. I, like, I know it's a late introduction. What was the first time he was in there? It was like season 12 or 13 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. one of the teens. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's funny to go, bombardment! And yeah. throw a ball at someone. That is funny. That like, felt yeah. like every PE teacher to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, as far as heart goes as well, the fact that like it ends with Bart doing this prank and Marge being pissed at him and then nothing else after that is bizarre. so disappointing. And, like, Homer running back into the bathroom. Yeah. So, like, what's yeah, going on there? I really thought Marge was going to go in there and then it would cut to her saying, like, Homer, this idea of boys will be boys mm. is fucking toxic. And, like, they could have made a, like, it would have felt ham-fisted to have brought that up because it is toxic to say boys will be boys and let yeah. men get away with bullshit. I do like her point. Spoons will be spoons. Yeah. <laughs> it will. Fair is fair theorem. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the idea that it's, like, something that they could have done. They could have made a non-subtle point about the toxic idea of boys will be boys and then she just walks off and then it's the crusty show okay yeah so bart just is a pranking again like have they dialed yeah. up his dennis the menace thing <laughs> over the last two decades or was this a spike oh, man totally yeah yeah like i don't know if you guys have heard the flanderization mm. sort of thing where yeah they just boil the characters down to like just two or three traits and yeah they're very much lent into that that bart is like still a 90s bad boy <laughs> that's so weird because i remember obviously the bush ep the two bad yeah. neighbors like and he's meant to be a dennis the menace-esque character there but that's meant to undo that trope as well like he's actually just a dickhead like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? So, like, talking character integrity, show integrity, did it feel like The Simpsons? Felt like a current Simpsons episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whatever I, the fuck that means. They were in the general shape. They were <laughs> yellow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Four it, fingers on each hand, whatever yep. the shit. You know? I, I think it felt more, and I enjoyed it more than I was expecting. If only because there was a couple of moments where I laughed out loud, which yeah. I was not expecting to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it could have been a good episode like there's stuff in there there's just too much of it Mm. and then 
somehow there's too many things and they're not resolved in any way. Yeah. Yeah, because like you think of like your favorite episodes, and you think of the episodes that have the storylines that you connect with the most. They all resolve in beautiful ways, and not just mm. and, and like obviously you think of like Homer's mum episode, yeah. which is the most beautiful ending of all time. Oh but like God. even like the sillier episodes, like where Krusty is Bill Hicks, yeah. and it ends with him realizing that he is a sellout and he gets a Canyonero. That's a good ending. Yeah. It, has, it has good narrative resolve, and it yeah. is roomy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like particularly episodes that are about the relationship between two members of the family. Obviously, like there's a lot of Homer and Lisa episodes because yeah. she's always like, I don't want to be like Homer, but I still, you know, he's my dad. But and for an episode that's about Marge and Bart relationship, which we've had before and yeah. have been nice and resolved well. Yeah, even there's a season 17 episode, which is a fucking awful season, but there's one where they start getting along, they go shopping together, they get a tandem bike, and they're like going to this tea house. I remember that episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a surprisingly emotionally deep one, and so they can do it, it's just they didn't. Yeah. And yeah, it feels weird because you haven't reset to zero in this way either, so like, as far as you know, Marge and Bard have some tense issues now. But yeah, as far as character integrity is, goes as well, like it can't be ignored. The whole Krusty without his makeup thing is kind of weird, especially since they made the effort to establish that earlier. Yeah, and also our, like in the one where Krusty fakes his own death yeah. and then he's the boat thing, the funny thing there is that when he looks like a regular guy yeah. and then goes in the water, his makeup washes off and his face is the pale face. And that's yeah. a good gag. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. And yeah, Homer fucking pointing that out as a, he looks like me and Millhouse looks like his mum and his dad. Yeah, th- th- they've made that joke before, the, yeah. the, the, the in-universe laziness. Mm. And like, there's no point in making it again. Like, I get it, man. Like, it's, it's okay to not do that. That's weird. So <laughs> they're making a joke about the in-universe lazy in a lazy way by rehashing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so many layers <laughs> of lazy. <laughs> We're through the lazy looking glass here. <laughs> oh, really? But yes or no, would you watch this one again? I mean, like, gun to my head, sure. I like, you know, I, I don't think <laughs> How I'd ever. How often is that happening in a world where there's free will? <laughs> okay, I don't think I'd ever put it on. But if it was on, I'd stick around for the lawnmower joke, okay. <laughs> and yeah. then maybe switch off afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's the same for me. If I was like, I rewatched The Simpsons as comfort food, and this wasn't. Yeah enough to watch a second time but if I was like hungover and it was on I wouldn't change it we do have the hangover test that if it you know meets that basic criteria to, or if you just sick on the couch you know yeah. would you grab the remote I would leave it on <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I've right, never yeah. been hungover so I have no need to watch this episode <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're a better man than all of us hey, straight edge <laughs> motherfucker represent represent your shit motherfucker straight edge uh, straight, straight edge. eggs just straight eggs like Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going up the fucking stairs. <laughs> so, Nathan, what would you like to change about this episode? Oh, so much. So, <laughs> so many things. I just want to... I, I think I want more show. I want to see Salesman's Bad Day. Because that's, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. an episode. Yeah, why not? Just, you know... A webisode. Give a me webisode. that give, mm. Remove a lot of the rest of it um, and just give me some Salesman's Bad Day. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, cut the Bart stuff, the Bart plot entirely. Have Krusty just have a crisis of faith and want to be in a play like that. And then you can play with that more so and not have to deal with the awkwardness of Bart having to get a revenge prank, go to rehabilitation, come yeah. back, start pranking again, and then have Marge remorse over that. Yeah, Marge's ass. Oh, can we get shot. a whole uh, yeah. half hour of that ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Deitch? What would you like to change? More Andy Daly. <laughs> Need more Andy Daly. That man is a national fucking treasure. Yep, and yeah, one of the guest stars of the episode, Andy Daly yes! as Judge Dowd. It yeah. was cute that he couldn't get a sitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Divorced dad. <laughs> Aww. 
That must be hard. I had to look at a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I- I'm a massive fan of Andy Daly from the US version of Review. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Such a killer show. Oh, I, okay. I'm a big fan of the original review. Yeah. Should I check out the US one? 110%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, in much the same way US and UK Office are, like, both brilliant, but in different ways, yeah. Okay, absolutely. right. I'll, I will hunt yeah. it out. Please. Yeah. I insist. It's right. so fucking good. Yeah. And, yeah, as for what I'd change, yeah, these are two different episodes in my view. Like, there's enough content to be mined from both of them. It's not like... You know, we reviewed Dust Bust recently with the kids and the island and everything. And you have this cute little Homer B story with his internet company, you know? I always forget that's the same app. Yeah, Yeah, I know, right? Because they're so different. Usually there's A and B crossover, but the Venn diagram of that is two circles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's sort of what these two plot lines feel like, but I feel like they don't have enough space for them to be bigger circles in their own right. And, um, like, the Homer Internet story, that's as much as you probably could have mined from it. Mm. Yeah. So, other guest stars of the episode, Dawn Lewis was playing the court bailiff. She plays La Barbara in Futurama. Ah. And uh, amazing voice actress. And Jackie Mason returned as Krusty's father in a ghost role because they'd killed him off in a couple of seasons earlier. Of course they did. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of weird, the whole being haunted by his demons thing. Mm. Maybe this is a... Uh, ghost I'm, dad. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, it's funny, like the way that they embrace those kind of like the Jewish language tropes yeah. and like I, I'm, I'm sure there's smarter people and more Jewish people than me who can comment on this but I don't know if that's problematic is what I'm saying yeah. to, to be like here's a schmeckala kind of thing like that like I get that those, those words feel funny to pronounce like it's a silly sounding word for an English language person yeah. but like if they're not coming from a point of sincerity what you are doing is saying ah the Jewish people and their silly words yeah mm. that, yeah <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the problem with Krusty. <laughs> Some Jewish comedian that I was talking about. Oh, no. Be like, growing up, this was what I saw of myself yeah. in the TV. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. either that or old Jewish men. Yeah. You know? <laughs> old gray men. Oh, dear. All right, so we're getting to the end of the segment. Nathan, do you have any other notes? I don't like, I think it kind of speaks to how inorganic the A and B plots were. I don't like how Lisa just like set off Krusty's plot by saying it really explicitly. Mm. Like, she pretty much said, well, if you can't do comedy, why don't you try being a serious actor? And it's just like... No, they often toss a lot of the exposition to Lisa. Yeah. And she often has these moments, Dad, you can't do this. Like, it's, yeah, really tacky. (laughs) Emu farm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, all these other great moments. (laughs) As we're remembering in this plotting episode. We've spoken a lot more about other Simpsons episodes than this actual (laughs) Simpsons episode. My last note I literally wrote as the credits were going in, which was, wait, that was it, question mark. Yeah. And yeah, there's no like Marvel bonus scene at the end of this. No, one. Yeah. <laughs> Krusty, it's called the Avengers Initiative. <laughs> <laughs> the only note I'm I have is I'm putting together a Suicide Squad. <laughs> I, the the opening gags because now that the thing has three right, there's the billboard, yeah. the chalkboard, and the couch. I don't remember the billboard. The chalkboard one, Bart writing, this is the last episode, flipped mm. it around April Fools. Thumbs down from me. Big, yeah. st- big stinker. The no good. And then the couch gag, way too like. Yeah, I know it's all right to like feel self-congratulatory when you are the longest-running TV show in the history of American television, sure. But yeah, and then like the thing at the end, like they sit down and like, oh, Dad, we're four reps early. 
They, really? They keep doing Ugh. this. They like animate these special like milestone moments. Like they did it for the 500th episode and for the 300th as well. And then they make a joke pointing out how it's not actually that. And it's like, well, animate it for the right fucking yeah, episode, right? you dickhead. Yeah. Ooh, we're so goofy. It, it, it's, it's not a good Fuck gag yourself. to be like, oh, we messed up on this. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they keep doing it. Like in the Treehouse of Horror, there's a late one where they go, oh, this is November. Isn't Halloween in October? And it's like, no one's gonna give a shit when they're watching this yeah. in repeats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and also, like now, because the intro thing is longer. Like each, yeah. the TV show, like the animated half hour is still twenty one minutes or twenty two minutes. Mm. To waste a fair amount of that time on a gag at the start is egregious. Ugh. That was the always the thing with the old opening, the credits. Whenever it was the quick one, you're like, oh, it's a longer episode. Yeah, yeah. which is nice. They had to like. Mm. You know, cut down on the, the opening credits to fit it all in. No, that's right. And when they start up with the circus one, it's like, oh, here we go. We're yeah. going to breeze through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was everyone's notes. Yeah. 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 I also draw a dick and balls. Um, <laughs> that it says freaking epic dude on the nuts. Um, so, uh, it's, it's real hairy and it's shooting a lot of jizz. Just, uh, just resembling your own tattoo then. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, really? a, it's a self-portrait, yeah. <laughs> so we'll As po- you were looking down and while you were podcasting. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, hey. <laughs> it's time for my final notes. I liked the joke, to quote David Bowie, nay Jones, ch-ch-ch changes. That yeah. wasn't bad. And then the yeah. follow-up of that, Ziggy Stardust publishing copyright. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Millhouse PJs joke sucked, uh, the whole race car thing. Was that supposed to be like a reference to Kirk? I sleep in a race car? Oh, I, honestly, yeah. I doubt it. That It, it could have been. I mean, that's yeah. so <laughs> Like The whole family sleeps in race cars. <laughs> but I mean, now that they mention it, I would like pajamas with like uh, car wrecks on them and yeah. stuff. And like, so yeah, that would be pretty Statistics. Cool. Yep. Uh, there was another good joke where Krusty puts out his cigar in like his assistant's shirt pocket. That, that was, was good. Yeah. yeah that, visual gag. I liked how Marge was going through all the actors trying to convince Krusty to do like legitimate theatre. Yeah. And like he was coming around on like Michael Keaton and then Zach Braff. Uh, now I'm not so sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one landed and it's like, well, Brian Cranston. Yeah, I'm in. And optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Holy shit, my notes are actually, uh, my final notes are like a bunch of jokes that I was pretty good on, like how Revel and Lovejoy just has a bunch of Reverend oh, yeah. Lovejoy yeah, collars yeah, yeah, in yeah. Barbicide. Yeah, that was nice. That's nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the rest of the scene was pretty weak. So, And yeah, Bart and Willie having their little prank together as well to make fun of Skinner, that was a good bit of yeah, fun. Yeah, so what is it? You're a, a, a twit. pot and a twit or something like <laughs> and that. A wanker. And yeah, a yeah. wanker. Yeah. <laughs> And my final note is, yeah, there's something kind of funny about a bunch of can-can dancers with a big banner that says tragedy. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I didn't but even I, remember that. It was right at the end, and then fucking Krusty's ghosts there, including Shakespeare and Arthur Miller. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that scene drag. themselves, man. They, it's like, because like, you know how everyone hates when they updated that in Star Wars mm. to include um, Hayden Christensen instead of Old Mate? Yeah. And also like, uh, Ewan McGregor instead of Alec Guinness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like they saw that and they were like, we can make it even worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can do a bad version I of this you bad and thing. I raise <laughs> yeah. you. Some more bad poker chips. <laughs> it, it is funny to drag Arthur Miller for only having that one play that anybody knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, it is time to rank this thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
on the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was meh, you give it participant. But for the good rankings, like, if you'd watch this episode again, you go bronze, good, great silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm giving this one a participant. You know, it means I wouldn't watch it again, but it's right on that border. Maybe if it was on, because, yeah, I mean, I was actually surprised going through my notes. There are, like, a fair few decent jokes, but the package as a whole is very disappointing in my eyes. Nathan, what would you like to rank it? I think I'm going to the same. I like nearly a bronze, but not quite. Yeah. yeah. And I, but I, there's enough in there. I don't think it's a failure. So yeah, I, I think participant is valid. All right, Andrew. Yeah, I'm going the same participant because it was, like you say, right, there, there's enough in there that it doesn't make it a horrible 20 minutes of TV, but yeah. the packaging just wasn't cohesive enough. Yeah, definitely. And Deej, finish it off. Partial credit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the participant thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't give a nah. shit. No, I, I honestly don't give a shit. I didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, nothing was enough to make me give a shit about this episode. Like, because it moves so fast, they have you and they lose you. It's just like, oh, meanwhile, this is happening. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, just pick something, man. Just stick to it. Jesus shit. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll make this episode a unanimous participant. This will hey. be joining other participants like the Surfsons, which, like, they just for no reason do the Simpsons, but in medieval times. Sure. Uh, That's always fun. And uh, Simpsorama, the Futurama crossover, also got a participant. Oh, cool, Ooh. man. Yeah, uh, what else? Uh, Prankster Rap, where Bart like, goes on tour and meets 50 Cent and stuff. I remember that. Is that the It's Time one? Is that where that's from? It's Time? No, don't worry. It's that, fine. That, that's from Australian politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good one, yeah. Sorry. Wow, uh, God, Whitlow. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here in Springfield? <laughs> well, well, Lisa, it's time to get your dad to take you to the library or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> no. Also be joining My Fair Lady, the groundskeeper Willie musical. That's like My Fair Lady, uh, but with I him. I sort of remember that, I think. And Maybe. also My Fair Lady, where Marge is an Uber driver. Oh, what? Oh, oof. God. Go fuck woof. yourself. Woof on that idea. <laughs> Fucking hard woof. No one gave that a failure? No. Uh, I would have given that a failure just on the name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even watch the episode. Just right out. Yeah, it's out. done. Out. What was this one called again? Fears of a Clown. Was that boo at me or the pun? Both. Both. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm trying Fuck to. Fuck you, Elliot. <laughs> no, there's like the pun game in their episode titles, like other participants, like Any Given Sundance, The Burns and the Bees. That's where Mr. Burns and the bees, anyway. He learns how to fuck, yeah. The one I always remember is Lard of the Dance. Oh, it, yeah. It combines yeah. the A and B plots in the, yeah. Mm. Oh, the, I didn't, oh, that's very clever. Yeah. I just realized. Yeah, oh, cool. All right, and before we move on, is that reputation justified? So Dennis Perkins of the AV Club gave this one a C-, minus. so this is like oh, yeah. just a hair above like their failure ranking of D. Fears of a Clown isn't good. It's also not bad. It is, instead, irrelevant in its hollow echoes of the past. It's destined to elicit blank stares. Even from diehard fans, it barely exists. Wow. It's a bit harsher than it, we went, It's a I bit think. harsh. He, he, that it, just went full existential on that bitch. Hey. Th <laughs> that, that summary is harsher than a C-. minus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with the C-, minus though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not that far off. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the HD era. We're going to go back to the teens era now with a very controversial episode in the Simpsons run. Lisa goes racist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Homer joins the alt right. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know there is an episode where he like becomes like a right wing spokesman, oh, and what? he's like the gravy boat hats or something, and he's like walking around with a gravy boat on his head. Kirk, right. Kirk starts Gamergate. Yeah. <laughs> Gamers it, rise up. Yeah, oh, it's, it's all about ethics and journalism. Yeah, I was just about to say that. God damn it, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close. But no, this one's controversial because they fuck with the Simpsons canon and their back history. Oh. This will be season 19's That 90s Show. Oh, I no! knew it was that one. Oh, yeah. no! We will be back. No! <laughs> the Nirvana one. Yeah. No! Oh, I wonder if these are going to Oh no! <laughs> you tricked us! You motherfucker! What a twist! Oh, that was the twist! That was the twist the whole damn time! And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode for today, which was Season 19, Episode 11, That 90s Show. First released in January of Ought 8, it was directed by Mark Kirtland, written by Matt Selman. In this episode, the Simpsons heating goes out of some bullshit, so Homer and Marge regale the kids with a story of their past, which takes place in the 90s for some fucking reason, and tells the story about how Marge fell for her university professor and Homer was originally in a boys band, but then turned that band into a grunge band like Nirvana. I'm in the zone now. I'm ready to fucking destroy this thing. <laughs> please, yeah. please continue. Well, let me throw out the first question. Guys, what did you think? Ah! <laughs> Tell me Fuck more. this episode. <laughs> Fuck this episode square in its cunt. What the fuck? The fucking nerve. The fucking audacity of that shit. Um, oh my God. Elliot, when you're releasing this episode, remember to put the explicit tag on, okay? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> nah, this is G. I want everyone to hear this. I want children to hear this. I want parents to hear this. I want grandparents to hear this. I want the world to know what fucking ass this shit is. What mm. absolute dog's balls. <laughs> what the fuck, man? How do you sleep at night after putting something like this out into the fucking universe? Just like, hey, you know that entire universe we created? It doesn't mean a fucking thing. It's so it's like just, we've got a cubic zirconia over here. Oh my god, he's turned into Mark from Auntie Donna. Oh, Broden Kelly, bloody. And then Zach's around the middle. He's a nice little monogram there, but uh, mm, none of about that matters because this fucking sucks. <laughs> I think this this <laughs> this episode is trying to solve two problems. Mm -hmm. One is that if you have a show where the characters are fixed, <laughs> show problem one. Show is too good. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> three problems. But if if you have a show where the characters are fixed in time and that show then goes on. A certain length of time and exists in the contemporary age that it always is. You're right? gonna yeah. have you're gonna have problems because the story won't be able to be consistent. And the other problem is, if your audience changes over time and you attract new audiences, they're gonna have a different relationship to things. Like kids watching that episode have a different relationship to the content that it's referring to. Yeah, because for them it's a historical thing, whereas people of our age, it's closer to we're experiencing that at the time. Mm. And so I think this episode is trying to solve those two problems 
and not to editorialize too early, but it obviously <laughs> does it very badly. <laughs> See, but the thing is, like, like I know that everybody knows who Nirvana is. If you know about music at all, you probably know Nirvana. Yeah. But, like, you'd have to have at least some knowledge of grunge music to appreciate yeah. what that episode's trying to do. So that means you probably know the 90s well enough to also know the Simpsons in the 90s. Yeah. Like, and the, you know, like, that thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the, there were some all right gags. There are some okay mm. gags. But the problem is, like, it's just such a, like, an egregious undoing of why The Simpsons was a brilliant show. Mm. Yeah. And none of it is worth it either. None of it's no. worth it. There's nothing in there that justifies you, like, you know what? This is an okay thing because it reveals this really deep connection between Homer and Marge. We already knew that. Yeah. And it, all it does is undo so many things that you love about The Simpsons. Well, the one thing that I like that it does attempt to do is that we, on our podcast, like, were very unsure for a while there. Wait, did Marge and Homer have Bart, like, straight out of high school? Like, what is this distance between that and those events? But, yeah, to do it in this way that just rewrites the series, like, and I feel like The Simpsons being a product of the 90s, part of that was that their history before the events we're seeing was in the 80s. Mm. So, <laughs> I am mad too, but maybe not as mad as Deej. Uh, throw it out to you first. For better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? For better or worse? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter anymore. I can tell you anything and they'd probably already retcon that. Fuck, man. There was a really bad gay joke in there somewhere. Yeah, like, a lot of Provo stuff. A lot oh, of Provo. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That. Like, I'm a I'm, I'm real fucking post-woke dude, man. I'm going to do a thread on why Simpsons is Bravo now. Yeah, isn't it like, just like, like that period where, like, I guess apparently even 10 years ago, where, like, a joke could be homosexuality exists, and that's a joke? Yeah. Like, 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 oh, I'm coming on to you. Well, hello there. And, like, oh, boy. Yeah. Tug the collar. Yeah. Oh, oh, my. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's funny because he likes men. That's that's a joke. That's yeah. a joke. Yeah. He's a cocksucker, guys. <laughs> Imagine that. A penis. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that there was all like all the songs are shit mm. like you could maybe get away with it if they were just like vaguely grungish songs but they had like making fun of the serious but like we already did that we already did fucking smells like nirvana and even then it was just like yeah yeah we get it by the third fucking song by the bush cover i'm just like yeah we fucking get it dude <laughs> i was there it happened all right mm. The whole thing is just, remember? 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 Hey, 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 hey! Yeah, that thing from before? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it again. Yeah, yeah no, it's sick. That's it. That's this whole fucking episode, man. Yeah. And especially with the Nirvana cover where, like, Homer's bad sadgasm does shave me, which, like, feels like a Weird Al sort of parody as well. Yeah, because that's, that's a rip on Rape Me. Yeah, cool okay. rip. <laughs> and then Weird Al's cover was Brain Freeze, and I didn't like this because it didn't have any of Weird Al's, like, craftsmanship in the lyrics. There were, like, three completely disconnected lines. Yeah, non sequiturs. Yeah, yeah. Ah. And thoroughly disappointing because, yeah, I am a massive Weird Al fan and his last appearance in The Simpsons was the bright spot in an otherwise terrible episode. I, was I, that the one where he did fucking John Cougar Mellencamp? Little did he about Homer and Marge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember Her that. heart was as big as his stomach was large. Oh, yeah, love goes on long after the grilled cheese sandwich is gone. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and then he's great. just pulled up his sleeve and he's revealed he's got that tattooed on his arm right there. Yeah. It's beautiful, <laughs> yeah. beautiful, man. And, and then also in that out where it's like, they're basically the same thing, Homer. Yeah, like you and Bobby Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Rosa. laughs> Bobby Sherman. How about you, Mac? What's a moment? 
moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Okay, I want to be generous, so I will say my favorite. Oh, aren't you good? My favorite <laughs> joke from the episode was when Homer was watching Seinfeld, <laughs> <laughs> just like built on the riffs of what, yeah. like making fun of the kind of person who find Seinfeld funny for the reasons that are like because Seinfeld's funny because of the writing not because of the individual mm. moments but <laughs> as it's grown on the individual moments are the things people you're remember you're enjoying so, the show wrong man yeah, yes <laughs> people are enjoying the show wrong I'm, you idiot yeah I'm smart I like things good many people are <laughs> dumb idiot. and like things badly <laughs> but yeah with the thing is like oh Elaine will you ever find anybody sponge worthy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know sitcoms are dying well no suit for you yeah Newman yeah. very funny well, that was yeah. a really good gag yeah. super egregious stacking on the references which is is funny because they're making a joke of that but that's also what they're doing sincerely the rest of the episode it's very yeah yeah not self-aware yeah (laughs) yeah houses dude like glass Mm. fucking houses yeah because it does feel like we often talk about whiteboard writing where they just take a topic and just like make sure they get every single bullet point into this episode and it that's what it did. It felt like so super crammed with 90s references that it didn't have enough yeah. time to build a compelling story. Because people use, like, when we talk about Family Guy, we riff on the, the South Park gag of the manatee joke. Yeah, where yeah, definitely. Manatees just get three random balls, and it's just like, okay, it's the Pope and a pizza shop in Brooklyn. And yeah. that, that, that's a joke then. And, like, this felt like a lot of manatee gags. It was like, okay, it's the 90s, the internet is slow. Yeah. And that's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Sonic Billboard Marriage. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to find out more, you can listen to my podcast, The Family Guy Index, <laughs> which I'm going to start soon because I like ripping off other people's ideas. <laughs> I'm coming for you, man. Watch out. Oh, baby. <laughs> How about you, Nathan? What's the moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? I guess it stuck out for worse, but the slow internet joke. They already did that yeah. exact joke. And it's that thing, like when comic book guy was struggling to download pictures of sexy ladies yeah yeah it was funny because that's what the internet was at the time and now it's just like the same joke but remember when that was a thing yeah remember when if you picked up the phone it'd get cut out <laughs> and, and also because like the family guy the, the um got family guy in the mind um newman the comic book guy joke Freaking that's sweet that's downloading at an understandable theme but to say in six hours i'll have a photo yeah it's not funny like yeah. I, this was like in like the nine, in like, it, like it clearly, like at the end of the episode, they're saying that to the two thousands are coming. So you clearly vaguely picture it in ninety six ish to be generous, even though they say that Nirvana yeah. is whatever. There's very loose timeline here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't all- fucking matter, man. <laughs> None of yeah, I'm getting anymore. down with the nuance of what particular year it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was September 1992. Oh. But it's cold, so... <laughs> but also the premise of this joke doesn't really land because they're outside and it's Kirk and Luan and it's just... They were by a pool. Why did they need an internet joke by the pool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to say the moment from the story that stood out to me was the whole professor and... I felt like The Simpsons were doing a bit of PC culture gone too far sort of bullshit. I agree entirely. It felt kind of like, look, it's funny because he writes evil on the picture of the American founding fathers. Like, and the joke is like, that's so brave of you. And that's a funny joke, but like, come on, man. Like it's okay to question fucking values. Yeah. but also, like, how they laid it on thick when they were doing the turn at the end where Marge starts being repulsed by his behaviour. Like, he was really leaning into the tropes when, I don't know, kind of before he was, like, almost making compelling arguments. Yeah, it very quickly turned into, like, a straw man. Mm, sort yeah. of, like, just to get well, we the story job We pun. all know those fucking dudes. We all know so many fucking fake woke dudes. But it's like, just, like, you, you dig a little bit deeper and they're just fucking labour shills. 
Yeah, but yeah. like in the thing where they're watching the football, it's like this is genocide. Watching oh, because it was the Patriots, the Patriots and the Indians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not good. Oh, yeah, and then when he does the Native American chant while holding up the dream catch, it's just, oh, <laughs> uh, Professor Probo right here. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Fucking Professor um, Probo. I'm a thread, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The woke professor is cancelled, and that's the T. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the T, sis. The woke professor. Uh, I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell. Eddie whether... Murphy and yeah. Eddie Murphy <laughs> is the woke professor. Played a guy in a fat suit that's also in whiteface. <laughs> I mean, gender's a social construct. <laughs> Coming this summer. <laughs> so, play count. How many times before today do you think you've seen this episode? We'll start over here. Once, Once. and never again. <laughs> Half, maybe. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the whole thing before. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it twice or three times. Yeah, this episode just, it repulses the Simpsons fan yeah. in me. Why have you seen it's, it so many times? I've seen a lot of these bad episodes so many it's, times. It's a funny kind of like, because this one is so controversial for mm. undoing the canon in so many ways that it's almost like a must watch if you're a Simpsons fan. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, I think a lot of Simpsons fans who love the show and love the craft of the show will watch this one, like, even if they're not contemporary fans as a hate watch it's yeah. just like okay okay we've got to check out the bad one yeah yeah definitely like much in the same way that the lady gaga episode i was gonna say the same thing because, yeah yeah it's a horrible piece of shit that i don't wish on my worst enemy but also dude i'm right here <laughs> oh wait no you were talking about the episode <laughs> and yeah there's also another one where bart gets his art teacher pregnant with voodoo and they just like accept oh, in wait, universe wait, that... wait 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 yep. hold the Fuck up. What? Everyone in Springfield accepts the power of voodoo and the existence of voodoo, and it's never come into question, and it's absolutely real, apparently. Maybe this episode wasn't so bad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, it gets worse. That's and that, a big wolf. And that episode ends with Homer and Bart trying to get a horse to fuck another horse with a Les Miserables parody. That is a big wolf, man. <laughs> that is... That's to, not even all the plot points. I'm yeah, being to, concise here. Why didn't you show us that? Like, <laughs> to think this show also has Street Car Named Marge. Yeah. You only, oh. you only move twice. It's and a, you also have these. It's a fascinating 30-year history, yeah, I've yeah, got to say. True, yeah. But yeah, I mean, most of the bad episodes fall under the participant sort of ranking where it's like, Eh, it wasn't good, but it wasn't memorable either. And these sort of hate watch ones, like they become all that more compelling in a way. Yeah. Like our list of failures is actually kind of a like an interesting <laughs> list. It's like anything, right? You'd way rather listen to the world's worst song yeah. than you would a crappy song. It's like I, I watch a lot of bad movies on purpose, like yeah. shitty films. I love shitty films. And I'd way rather watch like something from the fifties that someone made in a shoestring budget. It's a piece of crap than I would just like. <laughs> oh, it's a pretty crappy Michael Bay movie. Like, yeah, yeah you want to watch the worst, and this is one of the worst. No, absolutely. And that's when, like, I love moments in your podcast, like when Def FX is playing, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Wait, what's the, what was the name again? Def FX. Oh, I'll have to check him out. It's like they have a swinging beat. Oh. <laughs> oh, that fucking one where she's like, woo-hoo. Like, oh, oh. No, 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 that was, uh, that was Blur, actually. <laughs> it was a cover. Mm. Mm. Woo-hoo. It's just about the woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the wackiness in this episode. How are the cartoony Woo! elements? Wacky Al Yankovic. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, uh, I guess, like, for all its 
weirdness of the plot, it was kind of played straight in reality, I guess. Yeah. The wackiness, I like the professor doing wheelies and bouncing around on his bike. Obviously, that was kind of wacky. Yeah. Like, and, and and distractingly wacky. <laughs> and like, just like, I mean, they pushed the joke too far a lot. But like, it was enough of a gag when he got in that kind of bike. Yeah, that's yeah. a gag. That's fine. Then he was like, to the faculty. And it's like, oh. And then he yeah. just bounced around in the background. I was like, yeah. what are you. Also, I've been watching this show for a long time. I know Marge as a character pretty well. I refuse mm. to think she would mm. be horny for a guy on a bike like that. <laughs> not my Marge. What are, what are they Hashtag called? not my Marge. <laughs> what, what reclining bikes or some shit? Like, yeah, they look yeah. like. What, the... What's the name of the. I, oh, I Do you need tr- one? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> a. And B, I can't remember the specific name. <laughs> Yeah, being in the kind of guy who rides that bike is a good enough joke. Recumbent without, bike. Yeah. A recumbent bike is it the exists. name. Yeah, without him bouncing around doing wheelies and hoppies and stuff. Yeah. Well, also, you know, they're giving plot exposition in the main scene, which, like, if they've got that going on in the background, they their thinking is that this isn't compelling enough to not have a, some sort of joke happening mm. in the back. And, and yeah, yeah, it's disappointing in that way, mm. too. Maybe they think it's going to go over people's heads because it's so <laughs> smart. <laughs> Also, the uh, the framing device with the, the too cold kind of thing. Yeah, I've never pictured the Simpsons house to be a place that's icy cold. At the start, that that kind of threw me. I'm like, like I know that, like the joke is that they are better off than they should be. Like the Frank Grimes thing. Yeah, like, yeah, you got yeah. Two cars and you've been out of space. <laughs> <laughs> never been. Yeah, yeah. Like the joke isn't that like they're freezing cold where they're right in front of a fire. Yeah, yeah mm. I, don't know. I don't know. That did throw me for a little bit. And then they're like, oh no, it's my memories box, and it tips open. Very yeah. clumsy way to start. Uh, <laughs> Very clumsy handling of a box. Just <laughs> oh, right. Pick that shit up. Like, come on. That is like a metaphor for the episode. They just kind of, they had this box that they were gently bringing over and then just spilled a bunch of memory bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was sort of like the whole Homer's band thing. I'm kind of disappointed that didn't uh, lean into that a bit more because Homer gets the job at the laser tag and I feel like this took time away from potentially more Homer's band storyline. It was so weird, like... Yeah, where does that fit in with the B-sharps? Obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the thing. This undoes the B-sharps. But also, I, I did like Homer, Lenny, Carl, Lou the Cop. <laughs> that was all right. Um, they needed a fourth. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I didn't mind their little cover of, like, Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You, but yeah. it's, like, all about respect and giving girl back yeah. rubs and yeah. whatever. I'll make rub to you. It's yeah. Bad, yeah. Oh. What are the fucking odds that Homer's been in two bands with completely different members of... The greater Springfield universe. Yeah. Like, mm. you'd figure the music community would be relatively small. He'd be a local legend. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, you know that guy that won a Grammy in his barbershop quartet band and later went on to invent grunge? Yeah, he works at the nuclear power plant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would have happened the other way around because uh, Bart and Lisa were born in the oh, B-Sharp. Yeah. God yeah, damn it. True. So yeah, first he was in a barbershop quartet band that turned into a grunge band and then he went back to barbershop. Diff- a different barbershop band. In like band. the early 2000s, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Barbershop was making a comeback around the same time as like Swing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Neo Barbershop. Yeah, man. They went on tour with like Cherry Pop and Daddies and shit. <laughs> uh, Huge. Oh, shit. But obviously, like, continuity in The Simpsons has always been fluid because it's yeah. a sitcom cartoon. And, you know, like, there's a whole thing of everyone in the B Sharps. This is like an early episode where someone's like, oh, we- I haven't met Homer before. And it's like, well, apparently you were then in a band with him or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. But this is just like so egregious. Oh, yeah. 
And the transformation just happens instantly. And also there's so much time in between you seeing his original incarnation of the band. Like, yeah, it's just, there's such a disconnect. But I mean, in terms of wackiness as well, there was something I kind of liked about the, the crowd surfing joke where Snake goes in and then the, the lifting the cop car. Yeah, not yeah. bad. But also most of the sadgasm stuff, man, did not do it for me. No, God no. no. Yeah. 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 Even though as, um, if anybody's listening to our podcast, for seasoned times, you will know that we are never heard of it. <laughs> we're, we're big bush apologists. Oh, um, oh that's in right. every way, yeah. in every possible way, and every possible bush. bush. Was right. Yeah. Yeah. Bush was right. Yeah. yeah, and then to have them do the version of glycerine with margarine, and yeah. that's the thing as well, right? I I feel like. If anybody's young enough to like this episode, they wouldn't recognize Bush's Glycerine. Yeah. That's a song that, like, dopey jocks and then music nerds remember because it's a particularly funny, egregious example of post grunge music. Yeah. And to have, like, that be the reference point. It whips ass. It whips ass, obviously. That song rules. Yeah. It was actually really cool. I saw them by chance at, like, it was either Big Day Out or Soundwave. Bush. Yeah. Oh, nice. And, like, they had, like, a pretty, like, spacey crowd, but the second Glycerine starts up, fucking people came from other stages. Yes. It was amazing, like, just to not only watch the crowd double in size, but then to have everyone singing along. That was, like, magical. What was the band set up? Because the the song's just him in a cello. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were doing, like... uh, A band version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was mostly him and the guitar, and and then, yeah, yeah, the band comes in for the last chorus. Yeah, nice. Don't let the days go by. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to uh, Evanescence, My Immortal. Yeah, <laughs> another song that whips us. Oh yeah, I fucking love Evanescence. Dude. I actually did that for a singing exam when I was seventeen. No, nice. which, which part did you do? Which what? What part? Wait, which song we're talking about? My Immortal. Is that the Wake Me Up? Uh, no, no, that, no, no, no. That's fucking um, Bring if, Me to Life. Oh, if you cried, I'd wipe, wipe away all oh, okay, right. of your tears. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were... were you singing it? I think it was in the original key. Yeah. But so like, you look like I'm a Barry singer, man. I was singing it in like Johnny Cashway. Oh, you doing like a typo thing. When you cried, I I thought you meant for a singing exam. You went, wake me up, and then just sat quiet. Wake me up, can't wake up. Save me! <laughs> and then just like the cartoon teacher has like a big, First car- a big cartoon F on your thing. <laughs> There's nothing inside. <laughs> I'm going to be doing the backing vocals. <laughs> Sorry to turn this back into a music podcast, Elliot. <laughs> we apologize. Oh, oh my God, that would be sick. <laughs> So in an episode about Homer and Marge diving into their relationship of the past, what did you guys think of the heart in this episode? There was no heart! Hackneyed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It felt so, so insincere. This episode was heartless. (laughs) How could you be so heartless? We never got to see any moments where people experienced something. The closest we got was on the beach, but that was bad. And it felt like it came out of nowhere. But, like, we didn't see... Homer have any moments where he became jaded with his success? Mm. He was. He just described it. Yeah, exactly. They were very popular. Next scene we saw Homer, he was lighting things on fire because he was sad. Yeah. And it's like, you got to give us that moment. You know, it's like the B Sharps when he wins the Grammy and, yeah. and kind of realizes he doesn't want that. Those moments are missing. And that's what's really important for an episode 
about a relationship between Homer and Marge. And yeah. also, like, the reconnection as well. At the end, it was really quickly done, like, turns out that was insulin. Obviously, it's played for a gag. And then, like, he's in hospital, and then they're just like, oh, what did we miss? Did you stay together? Like, yes, we did. Like, yeah. Homies were the hardies. Compare that to... The second Simpsons clip show one, which is the romance one, obviously clip shows are mm. not great, but like the ending of that, where it's just like, after they get all jaded about their own personal romantic stories, Homer and Marge have their recollection of all the times they kissed. Yeah. And it's just like a, like a four second montage of them kissing. And then together they kiss again and they gross the kids out. And that's a sincere family moment. And that it feels is so real. weird to say a clip show feels way more sincere than but an actual do- episode. That is like... But it does, right? It speaks like, volumes. Yeah. If you actually, if you buy the DVD, there's the whole montage of them rooting. And it's <laughs> mad. It's so sick. We know what you came for. And if you put the subtitles on, it's got the stage directions. It yeah. said, you see it go in. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh, but Marge had a fucking weird line. I can't wait for you to put your knowledge inside of me. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say with the heart as well, like, I didn't buy Marge, like, falling for this guy No, either. yeah, yeah, I, that's the thing, right? Like, I was joking, like, half joking, I said I can't say her being horny for someone like that. Yeah. But, like, she's always shown, even though she, like, she's a caring mother, but she's an independent woman as well. Like, in so many ways, she doesn't matter, even when she's, like, arguing people about, like, her role as a mother or her role as, like, in the flashbacks when she's, like, burning her bra and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, she's always shown to be an independent person. I can't imagine the Marge that we've known for 20 years being the kind of person who's, like, oh, this guy's talking about white supremacy. Oh, my God, so dodoized yeah, of him. Right? Yeah, yeah. Especially because after the way we was, where we see, you know, the horribleness with Artie Ziff and how she ended up falling exactly. for home. Yeah, and this kind of undoes that because that was when she knew and now she went back on it and for this yeah right wasn't worth it decolonize me daddy (laughs) (laughs) because that's the because the arty ziff thing undoing that that, that, that's a really important thing where it shows that marge is more concerned with believing in who she is as a person than she is mm. with believing with what she could be in sort of social status because Artie Ziff's a rich prick yeah. but she's so against the idea of being with someone who would try and sexually harass her that she would rather be with the poor like fry cook guy and, it's, yeah, and, yeah. and that's sweet the guy who'll give her the world but doesn't have much of his own yeah. rather than yeah the guy who yeah. wants what he can't have <laughs> even though like, no, yeah. I, I just remembered it. it's not this episode but when um, they get married it's like to a whale of a wife <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting listeners lucky that my friends are going to jump out Levi's. I think the Chuck has jeans in it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, so this episode was pretty devoid of heart. Really and lacking. And it, like, it should have been more. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? No. <laughs> Fuck no. No. In- it felt like torture. <laughs> no, in, especially in terms of these flashback episodes, which are great. Yeah, the wedding, the Artie Ziff, you know, great for filling out their backstory and knowing how they came to be. Ones that are set in other timelines, like obviously the one that everyone knows and loves is the Lisa's Wedding one with Hugh. Yep, yep. Yeah. Wonderful episode. The early flashback ones, the B-Sharps one, the times they met in high school. It's great having these backstories to the characters. Yeah. And it's funny because like usually prequels are the worst thing for an established idea, but mm. in a TV show like this, it's all right to be able to revisit them for 20 minutes. And they A, to undo that and then have Homer be a grunge guy with like the grungely hair yeah. randomly just turning into a grunge guy for no reason. No, it didn't feel like a Simpsons at all. It felt like it felt like fan fiction. Like, it could have been <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be freaking epic if Homer was in a rock band? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's something about like, it just doesn't feel like it cares about the Simpsons and mm. the characters in it and what 
it kind of has built up. This is like when people talk about the reaction to um, Skinner, Principal and the yeah. Pauper. Principal and the Pauper. Like the anger for that, because I, I think that episode is quite funny. I, yeah. have, I have time for that more than a lot of Die Hard Simpsons fans, but... I understand the criticism of it doesn't care about the idea of The Simpsons. And this, I think, is 10 times more egregious of that crime of not caring about what The Simpsons is. No, definitely. Because, like, you can't even get into character integrity because the show's just all off. But, yeah, even then, Homer and Marge just being so off character in their, like, past presentations, like... They don't feel like themselves at all. There's no. n- there's nothing about the character of either of them that you could recognise as being a character you've known for 20 years at this point. Yeah. You know, we've seen moments where Marge and Homer's relationship were tested. You know, you think of the Mindy episode where Homer's like, fuck, I can't help it. I'm attracted to this person. Yeah. I don't want to cheat on my wife. Or the Jacques episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Both episodes, you see it go in if you buy the DVDs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Even the, the Soulmate, the Johnny Cash one. Yeah. You know, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a nice episode. Find your soulmate, Homer. <laughs> that dog just talked to me. Oh, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is because I kicked you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that giant puma was just a pro shot. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch it again? Start over here. <laughs> Think hard. He's already watching it on his phone. <laughs> he can't get enough. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Nah. I'm quitting podcasting. I'm quitting music. <laughs> quitting Simpsons. Quitting The Simpsons. It's been a fun ride, you guys, but uh, nah, this is it. I'm done. Uh, we'll see you in the coal mines, I Thanks, guess. Thanks, man. Appreciate the support. <laughs> yeah. It's a no from me. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I appreciate what you're saying about this is definitely one that you would hate watch. As a Simpsons fan, but no, I don't intend to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to avoid this if I could. Deej. What would you like to change about this episode? Can it be fixed? Yeah. Okay, so here's what happens, right? Like, they open up the memory box and they look in and they're just like, hey, what's this two-tone hat? And Homer's like, well, I was in a ska band. And then the rest of the show is Homer being in a ska band. And it's fucking sick. And nothing else changes. The B-sharps exist. Homer and Marge exist. Fucking everything is still on the same. It's just officially canon that Homer was in a ska band and they were fucking sick. We were talking about like how many residents of Springfields have been in successful bands. You're going to need like 18 of more yeah, residents. Yeah. No, we use everyone that was in fucking Sadgasm or whatever the fuck they were called. Everyone in the B sharps. Just change them over into the horn section. You got, you got, that's like eight people. You got a ska band right there. Make it happen. And fucking have an extra dude in there. Have an like a, uh, Professor Frink just be the dude that dances like in the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah every Scar band's got like a backing vocalist that's useless dude. Like. Yeah, 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 it's got yeah. a Bez from Happy Mondays. Yeah, like oh, Bez yeah, from yeah. Happy Mondays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Fuck the dude it. from The Real Big Fish who sometimes has a Weero. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. So the only way that you can make this a good episode is that if Homer becomes the leader of a Scar band and nothing else is changed. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> Book me. I'm available. <laughs> How about you, Mac? What would you like to change to fix this episode? I think if they were going to do a flashback episode that had the in-between time between when they got married and when they had Bart, what they should have done was go back and do a revisited moment of like pre-B-sharps. Keep the original canon in it. Like, but don't mm. be specific about the timeline. Don't make any 90s jokes. Just have it depicted in that kind of era where they were wearing bell-bottoms and it's clearly meant to be the vague 80s, but you don't really have reference that. Yeah. And you have them breaking up for a different reason and Homer is not in a band. Yeah. And that's the way I would think to do it. But even though it's it's a bold idea to revisit the early days of Homer and Marge mm. 20 years into the show. So it's really tricky to solve if it's solvable at all. Yeah, Nathan? 
Yeah, I don't know if there's a way to do what they wanted to do with the 90s mm. without shitting on everything. But if there is a way to solve that problem, I think you, you just got to dial back on the references and put more heart in. It's got to... Yeah. I know that we all we all want to have the, the Bojack scene where you're driving along listening to the song about being in the 90s. Yeah. But, like, it can't be all that. Well, you know what? Have a 90s episode, but have it be about comic book guy, Frink, and Smithers. And they were, they were, they were in college together in the 90s. Mm. That's great. You can still make all the dopey 90s gags you want, but that doesn't undo the history of Homer and Marge in The Simpsons. Yeah, because, yeah, that's where I, it comes to me to change this thing. I think either you've got a 90s episode or you've got a Marge Homer flashback. There is definitely, definitely jewels to mine from what happened between Homer and Marge in high school, Bart getting born. Yeah, that is a period of eight years that has gone unexplored. But the way that they fucked it up was by whiteboard writing all the 90s shit that they could and making sure they got it into the show. A lot more subtlety would have forgiven the fuck up with the timeline. And, yeah, this whole Marge Professor story, like, I just don't buy any of it. Like, That's in the bin. That's yeah. got to be binned. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So, guest stars of this episode, we already mentioned that, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic was in this one, in his second best Simpsons appearance, <laughs> and Kurt Lodum was playing himself as well. Yeah. And apparently this whole thing was a reference to the him announcing uh, the death of Kurt Cobain as well. That's right. right. Yeah, right. And musical moments from this episode. What are some of the other musical stuff that stood out to you guys? And yeah, News Closing Time! Oh. I fucking love that song! <laughs> the problem with the, sh- with the song's musical numbers is that they... Like it's like we talked about just moments ago when we were speaking about the Death of a Salesman parody. Yeah. And the jokes there aren't funny, but they're funny in universe. The songs that Homer was singing were crap. Yeah, for us, but they're in universe they're beloved because Simpsons has some good songs. There's some mm. funny fucking good songs in The Simpsons, and yeah. none, none of these were funny or good sounding grunge songs. I just like took the riff from Glycerine and then made it Margarine, or took the riff from Rape Me and made it Shave Me or whatever. Yeah, the lyrics were super clunky. Yeah, so clunky, and we- like I, I know they're better than that. Yeah, and it's extra weird considering that then Weird Al is in it because the songs all felt like off parodies. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like, remember Weird Al, the guy that often does good parodies? Like, yeah. It's just, why are they both in the one episode? Or why is he not? Yeah, like I was saying, you got Homer doing parody lyrics and then Weird Al doing parody of that parody. And it's not even yeah. a cohesive yeah. parody and, of a Weird Al standard. And I, I know that like the joke that Weird Al writes about food, yeah. is, it's funny to make fun of. And they did that the last time he was in there when he said, when yeah. Homer was like, did you get my parody lyrics? Did you, what, which, what did you like more? Another one bites the crust or whatever, Pizza De Vida Loca. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, pretty much the same song, Homer. Like, it's yeah, funny yeah. that like Al knows that he's written about food. And it's funny to reference that as well but they could have done it so much better than just having three disparate lines about consuming foods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's something to be mined from Brain Freeze being the chorus. Yeah. That is a relatable... The parody is ripe. We we hate that. Nobody likes a Brain Freeze. It sucks. (laughs) And the use of closing time was very, like... I don't even know why it was there. It's felt very disconnected, but also... The very on the nose of the bittersweet moment and using bittersweet symphony. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. That was no good. Yeah. Fuck Not me. On. Fuck me from both ends. That was <laughs> fucked. You really did find me on Tinder. God damn. <laughs> 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 also the um hey, it's your cousin. Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah, go fuck c- yourself. Yeah, honestly. Like, look, honestly, like we all love Back to the Future, and that's a funny moment in Back to the Future. And there have been many times where it's been parodied, but the thing is, like, you're making the exact same joke, and just yeah. you're referencing Back to the Future, and that's meant to be funnier because you're also referencing Back to the Future. But it's funny in Back to the Future. 
it's not a sincere moment you're making fun of. You're parodying a joke. You can't parody a joke. It's already a joke. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Oh, it's actually like, there's one of like the epic movie or disaster movies, like one of those pieces of shit, where they've got like a Wolverine stand-in character who flips off another character with his claw. Which was a joke that was in X-Men. In, yeah. yeah. Like, it's tricky enough to make good satire. But yeah. making satire that references something that's already meant to be funny is the hardest thing in the world. And it was not pulled off here. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what like put me offside with Family Guy is that they're just saying the thing that exists. Yeah, yeah. And that, <laughs> yeah. But, but that's obviously like why those disaster movie and epic movie kind of thing like that. The joke is always just like... Here's a video of the Leave Britney Alone thing. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, That's the joke. And that's obviously the lowest form of art imaginable. Even worse than mime. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like watching a movie of your mate going, oh, we've got to watch this YouTube clip next. Oh, we've got to watch <laughs> this one now. Deej, do you have any other notes? No! None at all? None! Whoops. Go uh, fuck yourself. That's it. <laughs> that's your note. How about you, Andrew? Like, this is one of the worst Simpsons episodes for the fact that it undoes the canon, but I do yeah. feel like... I understand the Simpsons creator's point of view of wanting to update the show's canon and be like, you know what, it's always... The start of the Simpsons family was always 10 years from now. And I understand that, but they fucked it here. They missed missed the mark entirely. Definitely. How about you, Nathan? Any other notes? I finally had fun at a mini golf course. That was a good <laughs> gag. Yeah, that's a good gag, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I liked the couch gag, but then the classic, this era, they then yeah. just... Took it a little bit too far and it's like, oh, it's not funny if, anymore. If it just said Center Park Couch Gag and that was it, that'd that's be fine. Great. That's but then really zooming out and having people it. viewing it in an art gallery, mm. no. Yeah, yeah. They, they're always doing like, they're taking the, the second to third bite of the joke and it's like, you had it. Why did you keep playing? And th- that's a problem with, I think, partly like the modern Simpsons writers are reflecting modern comedy it's why so many vines are funny because in six seconds you can't milk a joke but if, yeah. someone make, but if someone makes a four minute youtube video that has one joke and it comes in at the 30 second mark there's three and a half minutes of them making the same joke and that sucks and the simpsons yeah. are too influenced by that here i think simpsons should be more like vine yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the real art is podcasting <laughs> obviously that's right where you make the same joke for an hour yeah <laughs> And if you like that joke, please leave us a five-star review. Yeah, yeah <laughs> baby. rate, review, and subscribe. All right, it's time for my final notes. Homer did a very, oh, where's global warming? What's our goddamn fuck? Shut up! And I was thinking the same thing. We had another moment of Lisa, like, just being there to give exposition. Oh, mom, what was it? What to do? Sorry, I can't even say words anymore. Yeah, this episode got with that you were at college, mom? Yeah. yeah. You had a stroke while we were watching oh, this. And then Homer's like, oh, I thought you meant collage. I've been calling it Crandall. <laughs> <laughs> I liked all the when he was reminiscing about the 90s and it's like, Matt Groening went on to create beloved cartoon Futurama. That was like good. a struggling Matt Groening or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> struggling. <laughs> really didn't like comic book guy going, and that's why Lord of the Rings shouldn't be movies. Oh, God you damn know, it. You the movie, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> dumb fat bitch. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. That is exemplifying that kind of idea of like the gotta make the 90s joke. Of like, like, if he was a true fucking nerd, he would have known it was already a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Oh, wait, it was already a movie in the 90s? The Ralph no, in Bak- the 80s. The Ralph Bakshir 80s animated version. Yeah. Of no the shit. Oh, okay. How do you not know that? <laughs> I'm not big on Lord of the Rings. Evidently, you haven't seen the Ralph Bakshir animated version in 97. Come on, man. I've only seen the two towers. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about 9-11. Oh, dear. 9-11, <laughs> huh? Yeah. huh? Huh? 
Yeah, actually, his joke as well. We'd been in the Iraq war and that was over now forever. And then later on, he goes on to talk about Clinton, the worst president ever. Imagine getting impeached for... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. at the time, they were making reference to the fact that W was the current yeah. president. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Let alone that Obama would come down. Yeah. <laughs> the worst president we've ever had. Yeah. Famous rise up! <laughs> um... And uh, <laughs> moving on, I'm ruining, your, I'm ruining your life, man. I'm so sorry. In all seriousness, gamers should rise up. <laughs> yeah. <Gamers> rise up! <laughs> we have an incidental playlist with cigars as well that most turns into a cigar bar for some fucking reason. Weird, yeah, never explained. weird. Did never that happen ex- in the night? Like, was I was too thing? young for cigars, I guess. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I just think we, I wanted to I say mean, the word. We all humidor. smoked cigars in the 90s, maybe. Did, we all did. It was the decade we, of cigars. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like smoking a hundred cigarettes at once. <laughs> Although I did like when he flicked the cigar and it went into the oxygen bar, but then, yeah, you had Christy go, where will I yeah. get oxygen now? Fucking hell. And my final... Oh, wait, no, I have two final notes. Your second final. My second final. An ultimate note. <laughs> Homer did say, you know, he who is tired of Weird Al is tired of life, you know. No. That's not even funny because that's fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't even laugh at that. It's just like, yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. If you didn't laugh at aluminum foil instead of Royals, yeah, you are yeah. tired of life. That's a sick fucking one because, like, you think it's going to be another food parody and then it turns yeah. into being about a conspiracy theorist. That's so good. And Pat Oswalt's in the video. Oh, yeah, he is too. Yeah, it's a good one. See, I know my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've interviewed Weird Al, motherfucker. I know my shit. That wasn't for bar bands, was it? No, I wish. That was for what was then Faster Louder, which then became Music Junkie, oh. which is the place that I write for. You can go and view all my shit on junkie.com. Very smooth plug. Mm. Thanks, baby. And my final note is during the Margarine film clip, they had a bunch of crash test dummies dancing along. I wonder if that was a reference to that band. of the- Things that yeah. make you go... Mm, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Once there was this show that... <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. <laughs> Deej, <laughs> would you like to rank it? <laughs> there it is. It's a fail from Deej. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that... Okay, right. Yeah. You can shove this... All the way up your ass, like <laughs> literally, the, you can feel it in the back of your throat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. I um I also am giving it a fail. It's amazing that this is ten years before the previous step. Yeah, this is ten years earlier than the one we just watched. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing, and it's worse, and it's a fail. Nathan, yeah, absolute fail. Just. Yeah, just fail this fucker. Just, just it's done. Just destroy it. Like, what, what about you, Elliot? Where's your grade? Oh, where am I doing with it? Oh, like, let's take a wild guess. <laughs> no, look, I gotta say, I didn't hate this one as much as a lot of episodes I failed. Certainly, a lot of participants that I've given, but I think it failed in making use of the ninety set in a positive way and making good use of this time in Homer and Marge's relationship that was untold. And Marge is just so off character. I realise this as I get older, but Marge and Lisa, like, a serious MVPs of The Simpsons that just yeah. go, like, yeah, just obviously. underrated. Marge's love and innocence for her family, and especially for Homer, like... And it didn't translate in this episode. They were just doing a classic she-loves-someone-else storyline, but doing it in a very bad way. All right, this will be a unanimous failure. We are oh. giving this episode... We are giving this episode the index finger. Yes! <laughs> 
This'll, Go fuck yourself! This will be joining other uh, failures, other season 19 ones, Papa Don't Leech, where they dive back into the Lurleen Lumpkin storyline. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, with the Dixie Chicks and she, shit. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And also from season 19, Funeral for a Fiend, where not only do they bring back Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce as Sideshow Bob and Cecil, they also bring in John Mahoney, who played the dad in Frasier, and it is terrible. Oh. Sounds bad. Yeah. Should have got well, Eddie the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Should have got in John Mulaney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who posted this, but it was, I think it was Beck Shaw, actually. You know, at Brockle Snitch? Yeah. yeah. John Mulaney, John, John Mulaney, you're my butterfly sugar, <laughs> sugar baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, it'll also be joining, yeah, Lisa goes Gaga. Mo goes from rags to riches. The story of Mo's fucking rag. What to expect when Bart's expecting that weird voodoo pregnant one. Fucking what else? How I Wet Your Mother, where they do like an Inception parody to figure out why Homer's pissing the bed. Oof. Um, um, the very racist Homerland episode. Okay, so in this one, Lisa deduces that Homer is going to enact, do a terrorist act because he's doing Muslim stuff like whoa. praying to the East, avoiding pork and alcohol. Uh, yeah. Woof. Yeah. Famous racist! Because, yeah, and especially because it's Lisa doing it. Yeah. yeah. I was joking about fucking this show being all right. Like, fuck. <laughs> That's cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, the fucking Proud Boys write that shit? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fucked. And also it'll be joining Camp Crustier, which is, yeah, the sequel to Camp Crusty, mm. which is fucked. A garbage oh, I fuck. I remember you talking about that. That sounded like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, barely worth it for the hate watch. Oh, Alright, guys. You guys have been very, very good boys and very, very patient as yeah. I've literally pinned you down and tortured you with these <laughs> terrible episodes. Oh, mate. You guys have this earned a break. This is the worst Tinder date I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, let's go bathe ourselves in the classic era where we're going to watch Season 7's Homer Palooza! You! And we are back and we just watched our final and classic episode for today. This was Season 7, Episode 24, Homer Palooza. First released in May of 96, it was directed by Wes Archer, written by Brent Forrester. In this episode, you guys all know it as the one where Homer goes on tour for the Lollapalooza sort of festival with Sonic Youth, Smashing Pumpkin, Peter Frampton and Cypress Hill. And he's a cannonball receiving in the gut guy. I don't think that's the official job title. Guys, what'd you think? Uh, what, what, fine, man. So good. <laughs> fine. Like, yeah. yeah, fine. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Remember it's, happiness? Yeah, it's, it's so funny that like... If you were to be too harsh, you'd be like, oh, this is an episode where they got a bunch of celebs and crafted a story about having a bunch of celebs be guest stars. But yeah. because it's from 996, it's just fucking golden. The gags are so good. Even like the opening act, there's so many funny moments. And then like there's sincerity in the middle with Bart loving his dad heaps hard and just like mm. many, we all like a lot of music and stuff, obviously. We'll like a lot of music and stuff. This is, <laughs> mm, good, good. It's true. This is journalism 101. Um, <laughs> That's the official tagline for your podcast. Yeah. We like music, music and stuff. Yeah. But like, I'm a big Sonic Youth fan. Seeing Sonic Youth are there is great. Even like having Corgan be like a jovial guy, which is the weirdest role he's ever played. <laughs> yeah. yeah, after the last two, I was like, you know what? I was really critical about them. I think I need to try and push past any historical love I've had for this episode and like be super critical. Yeah. And kind of come to it and like, maybe, you know, it isn't, but I just laughed the whole way through and it's just like, yeah, it's good. 
Oh, it's just, it's wonderful. It's, yeah. <laughs> I remember loving this as a kid, you know, like this was my first exposure to Peter Frampton. Yeah. And my first, oh, yeah. Uh, and my first exposure to Cypress Hill as well. Like I knew who the Smashing Pumpkins were, obviously, but. Uh, I certainly didn't as an eight year old. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, like they were played on the radio heaps around that time for. for not like, my radio. Yes, yeah, so uh, some of us were dweebs. Hashtag yeah. not my radio. Um, <laughs> Like the video for Tonight Tonight was getting played mm. all the time and like uh, 1979 as well. Like I used to see that all the time. And yeah, around the time I was probably getting into music, uh, Perfect was released as a single and that video got played a lot as well. So I ended up seeing that a bunch. I didn't know Peter Frampton by name. I obviously knew Baby I Love Your Way uh, mm. and that horrible 90s reggae version of it. Which, oh. uh, yeah. Was that UB40? That feels like a UB40 move. Maybe. Fucking classic UB40. I wish it was them. Guys, <laughs> quickly bring up my favorite UB40 fact real quick. Yeah, yeah um, All their hits are covers. All their hits are covers. Everyone knows that. Yep, yep. The, I think it's the guitarist in UB40. His full-time gig now is he's the guitarist in a UB40 tribute band. Get fucked. Yeah. Yes. Like if you if you, if you that's like the anti Judas Priest story. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, that, if you can make a living out of music, that's for a super fucking hard. I get yeah. it, but if you can, credit to you. He's playing the songs that he wrote or helped cover. Yeah, uh, and he, and he, <laughs> arranged. He arranged. Yes, arrangement. UB40. Shred. Um, yeah, there are also two versions of UB40 touring at the moment. They are in court over a legal dispute, and they all fucking hate each other. And yeah. It's amazing. That is the UB41. <laughs> that is the kind of shit that I like. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Back to this episode, and oh my god, like this is one of those ones like Krusty gets cancelled or the Homer at the Bat, where they have so many guest stars, but everyone gets their shining moment. Yeah. Even Jimmy Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's still about Homer. Yes. And it's about his relationship with Bart and the other kids early on and everything like that. Like, so many heavy guest episodes, they get swamped. But it's still mm. much more than in the previous two episodes we talked about. He has, like, a goal and a challenge to that goal. And then he has a decision to make. Yeah. And yeah. you actually get to watch him make that decision. And it's a meaningful moment in the show. Just, uh, just on, the, on the amount of guest stars, though, I just quickly confirmed this. But I know that um originally, I don't believe it was going to be Smashing Pumpkins. It was going to be Hole. No. It was, it was, yeah, that's yeah. right. And Sonic Youth threatened to not appear in the app if Courtney Love was in there. Because Kim Gordon has serious beef with Courtney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the back and forth was originally going to be... Ah, oh, hi, I'm Courtney Love. And then it'd be Homer saying, Homer, appreciative. <laughs> yeah. Rather rather yeah. than smashing pumpkins smiling wow. quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm kind of glad it worked out that yeah. way. This, this is a better gag. Yeah. 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 And it's the one that everyone everyone remembers too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, because we sort of see Billy Corgan these days and he's a bit, you know, Corgany. He's a car. Yeah, never never go full Corg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, nothing brings me more joy than Billy Corgan sat on that Disney ride. That's dude, that, that photo set is beautiful. That is modern art. <laughs> and oh, you know, it's just fun to see him being playful in this context. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, could you forget like like we've spoken about it on the podcast a lot. We've spoken about Smashing Pumpkins a lot. Yeah. And it's easy to make fun of Billy Corgan contemporarily. But you forget that, A, Smashing Pumpkins' first few records are fucking bangers. And he mm. wrote some goddamn brilliant tunes. And to see him have fun is good. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. You're a fun guy. Like that the ending gag about like, all we have is our youth, our millions of fans, and our millions of dollars. <laughs> woohoo! It's yeah. fun, man. Like, it's that a fun little joke. smile before yeah. the woohoo is very good. Which, by the way... 
unintended theme that, yeah, the cigar theme rang through all three episodes today <laughs> where I think it was James Ehar that wanted to walk in humidor. Yeah. That was Jimmy. That was Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And sorry if I'm butchering any of the names today. There are a lot of them. But <laughs> So starting out, we'll start with you, Mac. What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? One gag that I adore as a, a, a written gag is... um. Is it true we have to bring our own water to Springfield? They're like, yeah. we got a rule back home. If it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send, send it, it back. back. <laughs> the idea that like the brown water is the good stuff is yeah. so fucking funny. To, it yeah. speaks to the, the terrible economic pit that Springfield is clearly in. But yeah, the fact that there's just so many great musical cameos, but it, they manage to exist on the periphery of the plot of Homer as a human cannonball victim yeah. is so fucking well done. It's so clever. Like I, I think like... There are times where you watch contemporary or New Year's Simpsons episodes and you're like, if I was writing this, I could do a better job. I know that I couldn't do a better job than this. I, I don't have it in me to write an episode of TV that has Homer as the core and then also includes cameos from Peter Frampton, Cypress Hill, Sonic Youth, and Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, I think I counted up 12 guest stars yeah. in this episode. And Massive. If I, and if you're writing, you'd want to have them in a lot. But like yeah. they, they, they smartly don't. They have a moment. They're just there on the peripheral of Homer's journey. And it's so wonderful. And it's never done in this context of, you know, what are you doing here, Smashing Pumpkins? Mm, yeah. Yeah. William we, M. Pumpkins? We, and, and, and that's a problem that so many newer episodes is, is always just like... Yeah, totally. Like, even like that one, The Two Cities Divided with The Who. Yeah. Which I don't mind as an episode, to be honest. And it's, it's always just like, and here's The Who! And it's yeah. like, oh, they're out of nowhere. But this is... Lollapalooza was a real fucking festival and those bands played that and it makes sense and they had freak show segments. Yeah, yeah, the and Jim Rose freak show circus which was big with the festivals at that time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense that Homer could get into that mm. and of course he'd be on the peripheral of hanging out with Sonic Youth and that's so cool yeah. that they managed to do it so cohesively. Yeah, beautiful writing work, yeah. Yeah, and like even Sonic Youth I find is an interesting choice for this episode as well. Like, yeah, because I, I think for the time, especially Smashing Pumpkin, Cypress Hill makes sense, but like Sonic Youth are so left of center. Yeah, and this is eight years after Day Dream Nation. Yeah. This, is, this is not when they're at their biggest. This is mm. like, this, at this point, they're kind of a legacy rock band. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to ignore the fuck that fucking Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton, <laughs> obviously, is there, yeah, yeah. Who would easily, easily fit into the category of Homer's dinosaur rock bands. Yeah. But yeah. Has some, is somehow cool. Yeah. Like, in this context. Like, David, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do you feel... <laughs> oh come on do you feel, do you feel? <laughs> so what about you Deej what is the moment from the episode that stands out to you for better or worse oh man discovering a lot of names of artists and stuff like that as a kid and like hearing shit for the first time like finding out that the King Biscuit Flower Hour is a real thing <laughs> no shit I yeah. didn't know that until it's, just a, now. it's a radio show yeah <laughs> in the oh. states yeah I'd never heard of sticks or bread or anything like that. Or KFSL, fossil. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, that one's not real. Neither is uh, Gorman's ear guards. I, I've, I've tried. I've tried my best. Guard your ears! Uh, with Gorman's. With Gorman's. My first time hearing Frankenstein. One of my favourite uses of that in TV is, have you guys seen My Name is Earl? Yes. Yeah, Where they yeah. decide to start a band because they can like play it on their car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Randy's just like steering wheel drumming. And, yeah, really cool. That's so sick. I believe it was also used in the start of Wayne's World 2. 
Yeah, yeah. And you never, you don't never know the name of it because it doesn't have lyrics. Mm. So you just the whole time the da na 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 song until you <laughs> yeah. actually find out it was a big hit. It's like, oh, sick, nice one. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, no, there are so many like little musical moments dropped in this episode, and it's yeah. not like pulling oh, focus. Oh, the Kiss reference. Yeah, when he says rock and roll all night and party every, every day. day. Yeah, then it was every other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky if I could find 30 uh, minutes a week to play. Oh, and, and the Guns N' Roses reference as well, the one that I completely forgot about. Yeah, I used to have that after for destruction. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. fuck that. Oh, yeah. man, this episode is such a deep well that you keep yeah. getting in. Well, also, yeah, right? Well, I just forgot one of my favorite jokes of the entirety of The Simpsons, which is not actually relevant to the plot of the episode at all, but so purely written in, in two lines that I think you're cool, Homer Simpson. Sandra, that was mean. <laughs> that was mean. It is so fucking funny. It's just like the wittiest bit of dialogue. And you like, can hear like Homer's like smiling at the initial line is blocking out the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running his hand through his hair. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Nathan? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I love in an episode that is this big, that it can finish with such an amazing conversation in the car. Yeah. It's just the family. And that conversation about being cool yeah. is so funny. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Marge, you know, like, well, how do you be cool? Like, they're so frustrated. And then just finishing with Bart being like, well, of course you would. How else would you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so <laughs> genuine and, and pure, but like, Oh, I love that it, such a big episode can close just on the family and, and that is just such yeah. a beautifully written scene as and well. And also opens so small as well, right? Like it's like the bus bit, very funny. Great <laughs> opening thing. Oh, the Otto, unintended <laughs> trip to the wrecking yard. Like Otto daydreaming about being given world's safest <laughs> bus driver while he accidentally crushes the bus. Very funny. And then it's just like, oh, you got to drive the kids to school. Yeah. It's intimate and thing. reading yeah. out the letter, waves any rights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> reading it out loud, waves any rights. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Millhousing. Wait, I'm okay today. My mom got me deodorant. <laughs> yeah, just on your point, Nathan, just about like these conversations that are so damn relatable, especially with this episode diving into like, yeah, really what it means to be cool and with it and hip. And I'm going to say the moment from the episode that stands out to me is this genius rant from grandpa. <laughs> yeah, the I used to be with it and then they changed what it was. And <laughs> uh, but which has been totally overtaken by like, just the primest of assholes on Facebook. <laughs> like the same people who like misappropriate the it's the children who are wrong bit. Yeah. Yeah, you miss anyone it, complaining about like Triple J and shit, and it's like, oh fuck off, dude. Because the thing is, like, as we get older and as people who like I think all four of us would be described as like quite voracious consumers of media. Not mm. just TV or music, but like media in general. I'm we a all voluptuous consumers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that all of us will try to keep up with the idea of what's a contemporary, but you can't escape the idea that you think to yourself, when I was 19, this was better. Yeah. And that sucks. And, it, it and when I was 17, and, it was a very good year. Yeah. And and, de <laughs> and dear listener, if you are a bit younger than us, it will happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, and that Abe Simpson thing, it's one of those things you laugh at, but then yeah. like, and then it cuts to Homer and then he realizes, oh, my dad was right. Yeah. And you're like, and then if you're smartly watching this, not like an idiot watching it, you'll um you'll realize that, yeah, that's part of life. Part of growing up is like, oh, we joked when we were watching it, but like, I don't get mumble rap. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand why anybody would want to listen to Post Malone. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Post. I know you're listening. Like, oh, yeah. I bear no animosity towards you, but 
just maybe play some music like Swan's first few records. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was a bad. <laughs> now, that's music. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call music. Now, that's what I call music. <laughs> but yeah, for me as well, like I find this episode so damn relatable because a lot of the music that Homer is into is a lot of the stuff I grew up loving, you know. You're a Sticks fan. A what, sorry? Sticks. Oh, no, fuck. The band recently heard on the King Biscuit Flower Hour. <laughs> yeah. You like the competent drumming of John Brewer. Grand <laughs> <laughs> Funk Railroad, baby. I do like the bong rattling bass. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, play count. How many times before today do you think you've seen this episode? I'll start with you, Mac. It's like double digits easy. Yeah. I'll safely say at least 25 times. At uh, least. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan? I'd guess like 15 or so at least. Yeah. Dude. For today, I'd seen it 68 times, so <laughs> take a wild guess how many times I've seen it now. <laughs> I, I don't know how many Four times I've, 20 seen, I've this, seen this, man, because like, it just tickles me as a music and a Simpsons fan. Of course, I've like revisited this so many times throughout the years, and and something that I get to know the bands a bit better, I find more new things. Yeah, like we said when we were watching it, like the um in the ending credits there where it's the Sonic Youth cover of yeah. the Simpsons theme, like as a big Sonic Youth fan, that's a delight hearing them jam on that and yeah. do like really embrace the fact that like because as Sonic Youth got older and more like I guess Sonic old they um, <laughs> they stopped being so noise driven letting them embrace their glitchy shitty noise side for this one off cover is a delight yeah. like, like even like the visual gag of Homer skiing on saucepans <laughs> behind the bus like that's going to be the most dangerous goddamn thing in the world and it's such a funny visual gag well that's yeah. it I mean he's embracing everything about rock and roll except the music, except the music. <laughs> while, I, while they whip beer cans at him <laughs> <laughs> he takes cannonballs to the stomach. He can ha- yeah. take it. Yeah. And then the, also, like, where Cypress Hill play in Standing the Brain with one in Symphony Orchestra. Oh, holy fuck. I, I want that Somebody as an MP3. Orchestra? Maybe while high, <laughs> looking at you, Cypress Hill. And their beautiful little huddle discussion where yeah. it was like, Do we was it orchestra? What's up, it was orchestra? Uh, yeah, we think that was us. <laughs> Do you guys know when Standing the Brain? Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds so good. It's so like, good. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, I it, want there to be a full version of that out there somewhere. That's the oh. thing, right? Because like a lesser show would just have that as the gag of being like, Yeah, we think you know that. And it's like, We made it in a classical, but we'll give it a shot and then cut away, and that would be yeah. it. They make a mashup of Standing the Brain with string arrangements that's so cool that's so cool yeah it's pretty fucking awesome man. and it sounds tight as hell mm. yeah and in the same way they're not doing the whole oh what are you doing in town cypress hill <laughs> they're also not doing these really obvious music drops they're playing with it they're all in context and oh it's so good so how about some of the wackiness of this episode i guess the whole getting hit by cannonballs thing is like yeah yeah that's not particularly realistic i guess but people do that uh, I, a lot of the shots were actually based on. Oh fuck, the names escaped me right now. But there was an all. Homer based Thompson. On, pardon? Homer Thompson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Thompson. <laughs> um, oh, I, thought, I thought you said Emma Thompson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? fuck oh my goodness! <laughs> I, I, I've been hit with this cannonball, but I feel fine. Uh, the bus, the bus getting compacted. <laughs> oh, <is> so <laughs> fuck! Getting crushed in this unrealistic way, uh, and, and then it appears uh, as a. Auto winning the award! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! The bus sitting there, trying to think, obviously reminds me of the your car has been crushed into a cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three minutes to move your cube. It's about my yeah. cube. Yeah. Um, Homer's uh, Rustle Walk. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is that's a reference to something. It's an old comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Editing by Elliot J. Here to say that Homer's Walk is based on the Keep On Truckin' comic by Robert Crumb. And just while we're here, a couple of other corrections. Frank Cannonball Richards was the basis of Homer's Cannonball story. 
not Emma Thompson, and the band that did the terrible cover of Baby I Love Your Way was Big Mountain, who are surprisingly still active today for some reason. Anyway, back to the show. Like, I guess, like, the saucepan skiing, kind of yeah. wacky, but, like, not unbelievably so. I'm sure if someone hasn't done that, I've done something equally stupid. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for the joke of the freak show circus guy who's, like, doing the nail in the nose bit, and then he, like, hits his thumb. Ow! Yeah. I've got a lot of time for the guy smoking 100 yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally me, guys. <laughs> yeah. Really it, wish you'd put that out. <laughs> the, like, the wackiest parts, it's probably just the cannonball, the fact that Jimi Hendrix's dog is alive. Mm. That's a weird joke. But, uh, but I like it, though. I don't mind it. Yeah. yeah. Like, pick up your puppy. And yeah. just the, the joy of getting to draw a sloopy-looking, like, no. silly dog as a Hendrix dog is fun. I yeah. get why yeah. you want to include that. No, and one of the writers in the commentary just goes, I hate this joke. I don't know why we put this <laughs> in here. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a weird thing for an actor. Don't be mean to the dog! <laughs> All right, so how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the ba-bumps? The where? The ba-bumps. That's the, the sound of your heart makes. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. It's I, super I sweet when Bart is writing that's his assignment on Homer. That's the biggest feels of the moment. And like it feels sincere, right? Like the idea of like... Like, I'm not a parent, but, like, the idea of if you had a child and you managed to, like, catch them out, as I was saying, the person I most admire is you. Mm. My God, I'd cry for years. That's so beautiful. Like, that's such a... like a, Admiration and, gone. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that feels sincere. And it's such a simple gesture that, like, Bart is like, I mean, do you want some pie? Like, yeah. there's so much in that because yeah. that's not their normal relationship. Yeah. Especially, you know, this episode has got such good memory because Homer, like, not only was dealing with the fact that he might not be with it, but also that he's not with it in his son's eyes. Mm. Yeah. I thought you were about to say this episode has really good memory because Homer loves pie. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Homer really, like, loves nailing pie. the continuity much yeah. better than the 90s yeah. show. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know. Homer's a big pie guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you pie, know. I'm just going to do this. <laughs> Actually, also, I had that moment as well with Millhouse, the whole... I used to carpool with that guy. <laughs> yeah. This, oh, yeah. Yeah, this reminds me of when Bart brought Santa's little helper to school and he's like, I knew the dog before he came to Trying to impress everyone all the time. Yeah. Oh, come on, Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, yeah, the emotional stuff in this episode is not really what it's going for, but that it exists, yeah, in the Bart and Homer moments is, yeah, it's really small and powerful stuff. And again, that last conversation in the car, that, that feels, yeah. it's not super sweet, but it feels sincere how a family talks. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what makes me cool, right, kids? No. Like, that feels like a, real, that feels <laughs> like a family moment. And I, I think that decision moment as well where Homer's, mm. before he dodges the cannonball, where he kind of looks at them and they look very proud of him and there's like, you can feel the conflict there and, and yeah. it's nicely written and, and really well voice acted. And I think they're designed to hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. They are. <laughs> Avoid cannibals. Stay in school, yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, no litter. <laughs> <laughs> Great gag. Just like we had to get a message out too. I was, I was trying to remember what the message was. <laughs> it's like not even don't litter. Just no litter. <laughs> it's so funny. And then that gets shot by the. It's so yeah, like, yeah. What uh, was the message yeah. then? <laughs> And yeah, just how he writes stay in school and the cannonball gives it the kid just <laughs> fucking yeah. drops. Ultimately, though, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Did it feel like <laughs> we do? Like, yeah, yes, did. but I think perhaps in spite of the cameos, because like you could easily say, I'm sure there are people out there who are diehard Simpsons fans who don't have a soft spot for this episode because yeah. it's like, so... Fucked. Because it's so like cameo-driven. But to me, it feels like a Simpsons episode through and through. It feels pure to what the show was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And there's probably people that aren't, that don't care about those bands. And so they're just like, this episode is fine. They're but more into Grand Funk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more into Grand <laughs> Funk. 
it sort of connects all the characters. There's some nice things and it's just very funny. You get to see Homer do good things. It's a reflection on Homer and it's a reflection on like the fact that deep down all he wants is to be accepted. Like yeah. from from when he was a kid up to being a parent, like if he has a chance to fit in, like we give Milhouse so much shit for that, but Homer's <laughs> Just as guilty. Yeah, it's like one of the best visual gags of the show when he tries to hang out with people who designed oh the, the van. The, the, um, the, and also the guy calling it the second base mobile. <laughs> it's so, so perfect good. dickhead jock. Yeah. Sounded so much like Matthew McConaughey yeah. in Days and Confused. Frame right. by frame, Homer getting closer and yeah. then fluidly wiggling his fingers and then snaps to him being miles in the background. <laughs> and like, he's a dejected guy. And also that, yeah. that visual is insanely funny. Yeah, I actually didn't think about that sort of thing in this episode that it is reinforcing that no homer was actually a dork this whole time he just thought he was like yeah <laughs> the chicks found that you irresistible that's his memory of the height of cool things <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called rocking out yeah. <laughs> noted rocker leo sayer yeah. yeah singing you make me feel like dancing with his friend holding a hairbrush <laughs> <laughs> So sick, dude. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Oh, man, and it does that fade and he's looking at his bald self. Yeah. And it's like... Fuck, a little bit relatable. Yeah. <laughs> that would me, I would simply never say forever, forever, forever into a mirror, <laughs> into a mirror. so that that never happened. Yeah, yeah, if you You're say forever, his... forever into a mirror three times, you age. You're going <laughs> to end up doing it again later and feel sad about it. And if you're bald, just do what I do, but just buy a wig. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very visual joke, folks. <laughs> Look me up, I'm cute as shit. <laughs> so, yes or no, would you watch this one again? 100%. In a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Yep, so when you want to watch it again, we like to put these episodes in a playlist. So what are some other Simpsons episodes you can think of that like share like thematic elements with this? What playlist does this belong in? Simpson Califragilistic Expialidocious. Yeah. Uh, it's a mildly controversial episode for some people. Some people hate it. I've always fucking loved it. It's just very silly and ridiculous, and it also features a Jimmy Buffett reference. <laughs> and Jimmy Buffett whips ass. So yeah, so like a big music playlist you'd put this in. Rusty gets cancelled. Yeah, like yeah, uh, I, I, having I, them I, in as well. Like I would include Summer of Four Foot Two in nearly every playlist because it's one of my favorite episodes <laughs> yeah, of all time. That's a sick one. Yeah, Summer of Four Foot Two. Rusty gets cancelled. But Summer um, is also about being cool. Yeah, so yeah, it fits yeah, really yeah, nice. yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Ah, oh, the, the playlist, feel good playlist of the summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> So, guest stars of the episode. All right. So, from Cypress Hill, Be Real, DJ Muggs, and Send Dog. Hell yeah. The Smashing Pumpkins lineup here is Billy Corgan, Jimmy Chamberlain, Darsky, Retsky, and James Earhart. Yeah, that's what is ostensibly the classic lineup, yep. three quarters of which are now back together. Darcy, not a part of it. Oh. Because they all hate each other deep down. <laughs> that sucks. Oh, I love Corgan drama. Anytime he's in a feud with anyone, especially former bandmates, I fucking eat that shit up. Because <laughs> that is a messy bitch that loves drama. <laughs> Remember when Corwin had drama with his drummer? Oh, so many drama drummers. I can imagine Billy Corgan talking about how he doesn't like drama, mm. but he obviously loves drama a lot. <laughs> He's one of those guys. Yeah. Cunt lives for drama. He's yeah, fucked exactly. a Veronica. <laughs> Look, guys, you you know I hate drama. But yeah. I have to air this. Yeah. He wrote a book of poetry. The cunt loves drama. He's all in out of that shit. And Sonic Youth, the lineup here is Kim Gordon, Lee Ronaldo, Thurston Moore, and Steve Shelley. Ah, Classic. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, again. It's a big watermelon they're eating. Oh, <laughs> so funny. We'll that's a great shot. They use that as promo shots for ages. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, man. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Peter Frampton as well, from whose cooler box they were stealing the watermelon. Yeah, Indeed. Go, You're damn right. I'm going to be pissed off. I bought that at Pink Boy's Yard Sale. <laughs> I swear that was cut from syndication. Yeah, Yeah, right. well, because I mean, yeah, it's pissed off, right? Yeah. yeah. Look, the mm. Channel 10 repeats cut out so much stuff, man. It's yeah. I love his roadie. Yeah, <laughs> Rody is great. He also looks like how they drew um Don Swartzwelder. Yeah. No, no, I was no? thinking of um they- who's who's the dude's sponsor? Is it Crosby? Oh yeah, yeah, Crosby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crosby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm tempted again. <laughs> Listen, take it day by day and know that I love you. <laughs> I love you too, man. <laughs> oh, and also in the B sharps as well. Uh David Crosby, you're my hero. <laughs> oh, you like my music? You're mm. a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And yeah, Peter Frampton and fuck the cool box is so good. And all I wanted was a club sandwich. Oh, I think there's one right here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Twenty five years I've been in this business. And it was a great calling. <laughs> Damn it, you kids. Like some yeah. of you are all in their thirties by the <laughs> Sonic middle age. Yeah, Sonic, yeah. Kim Gordon is older than my dad. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so there was also a visual reference. It was very blink and you'll miss it. So I'll be surprised if you actually saw it. But no doubt we're drawn into this episode. Really? Yeah, because Eric Stefani, Gwen's brother, was working as an animator on The Simpsons. Oh. And so there's just a really sly little drawing of them. And yeah, you can see them all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The members are known out in, in this episode. Yeah, nice. And so some artists that were approached but weren't used in this episode, Bob Dylan was going to be what? Uh, what Peter Frampton was. in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you damn mad I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> uh, we're going to need you to take that pig. again. <laughs> Throw away my pig, <laughs> homer man. So yeah, it was like getting to the stage where negotiations were falling. So yeah, they ended up going with Peter yeah. Frampton instead. Fuck you, Bob, we're getting Pete. Oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> uh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> dear. <laughs> I'm in Lollapalooza for some reason. If, if, if Homer was being a freak show at Farm Aid, he'd be into it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Homer. I'm Neil Young. <laughs> That's a really good young. Yeah. Thank hey, you. N- Neil Young. Homer, middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Pearl Jam were also approached to be in this episode, but they refused. They refused? The oh, Pearl Jam have actually... Not going to be in this Samson's episode. <laughs> Go uh, away! Bartholomew spoken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Pearl Jam have actually been approached by The Simpsons multiple times. In that episode where Metallica appear, Pearl Jam were their first choice for that. Were they still pissed off about an alien dude need two tickets to Pearl Jam? <laughs> That's a great and affectionate joke for Pearl right? Jam. Yeah. Deej, we'll start with you. Is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Hell no. All right. How about you, Mac? I honestly can't think of anything, right? Like, I feel like... It all works cohesively enough, I guess. No, no, I wouldn't. No, I think it's a really well-made, perfect episode for what it is. No? Thinking as it started, I was like, oh, maybe like the you know kind of middle once everything's going is a bit weaker. But honestly, stuff like no litter, like it yeah. just, it's strong all the way through. I don't think I have anything. I want someone to get that as a chest tattoo. <laughs> oh, a my God, that'd be a good joke to pull oh, on yourself. Oh, man. Yeah. It'd be freaking epic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as far as what I'd change, honestly, in this talk, I'm liking this episode a lot more because there's so much you can draw from it. Everything in this episode seems purposeful. All the setup pays off later in different ways that doesn't point it out either. Like, Bart never goes, oh, Dad, I really admire you now that you've had this career change. No, it's done in that subtle way with the notepad. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's hard to fault this episode. 
So, Mac, do you have any other notes? When we sat down to watch it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know this is a good app, but I don't think it's like a truly great one. And then watching it, I'm like, bloody hell, even like that might be the case, but the gags are so consistent. Like, mm. it's just good humor every couple of minutes or every couple of seconds, really, because mm. it's only a 20-minute episode. No, no other notes other than I was, I was surprised at how good it really retains to be. Yeah, and we really try and be objective on this podcast as well because especially with that 90s show, and this is such a good pairing of episodes as point of comparison because that episode was trying to skew 90s culture and doing it badly. This just was... 90s culture. Yeah, mm, exactly. Yeah. It yeah. was holding a mirror it up. It was canon, baby! <laughs> and quite literally canon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 come on, come on! David, please. Come on! <laughs> yes! Come on! He got his high five. Hell yeah! <laughs> and let's make it an even 15. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Too scared <laughs> to say no. How about you, Nathan? Any other notes? I think Simpsons particularly this era, always do advertising really, really well. Yeah. And obviously calling out how much these music festivals were just a combination of bands and advertising was, I think, really nicely done. And there's some good gags in that. Which is, I'm surprised that Pearl Jam didn't do this episode because of how much they rip on Ticketmaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one will ever pay for 100% surcharge. <laughs> that was very funny. And the other thing that really just stood out, particularly after watching... The other two episodes was just how much space there was. Mm. Mm, mm. A lot of visual gags were given the time to just happen yeah. without pushing it on too quickly. And then just a lot of conversations, like there were just long setups to gags that didn't feel rushed. You know, yeah. things were kind of given the time they need to just be there. All those car trips, like, yeah. I don't think you get anything like that in a new episode of The Simpsons because they just try and cram so much in all the time. And another thing which speaks to the episode's memory that, yeah, it was essentially started in a car trip with their dad and it ended with one too. Yeah. Like, what a great way to bookend the episode in that way. How about you, Deej? Any other notes? Nah, this whips ass. Like, it's a fucking <laughs> sick episode, dude. Like, I've always loved it and it was great to watch it again. All right, it's time for my final notes. So, you guys see those rainbow suspenders? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool way to keep up your pants. <laughs> and how did we not talk about the jive and me turkey? Oh flight? my god. <laughs> it's been done, like, so much, but, like, it's, just, it's such a silly, perfect bit. Yeah, but, I mean, how do you do that bit? Like, if I was to say, you know, you're jiving me turkey, what have I got to do to achieve that? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Jab in me turkey. You got to sass it. <laughs> turkey is a bad person. <laughs> like that confirmation is like he thinks he's just helping his kids out. Like you know, yeah. you know the lingo. A turkey is a bad person. It's so good. Yeah, you'll be able to use this at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For more information on Grand Funk, consult your local library. Oh, which brings me to my next note. I like Grand Funk Railroad because they are one of the only bands to do the same name three times. The Artist name appears on the self-titled song, appears on the self-titled album. Oh, album. Yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Black Sabbath. That's the one yeah, I like to think yeah, Black Sabbath. Yeah. Black Sabbath like Bad Black Religion Sabbath. do one. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah, I really want to hear Smashing Pumpkins, the song. <laughs> oh, don't we all? Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Five-minute drone solo. That, yep. <laughs> yeah. Because if we're doing it now, that's what it's yeah. going to be. Fucking no. The various Jefferson airplanes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice. The yeah, paved the way I... for Starship, paved the way for Project, which I believe was some kind of hovercraft. <laughs> so good. Fucking genius. So good. And I actually had no idea that Starship, the band, came from Jefferson, Jefferson Starship. Starship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it went from Jefferson Airplane and Jefferson Starship to Starship. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. A city that was built on rock and roll wasn't built in a day, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nothing's going to stop us now. That's like definitely in my like top mix 106.5 playlist. Mm. Uh, RIP. I, I have a fucking huge boner for Jefferson Starship and yeah? Jefferson Airplane, dude. Like Wet Hot American Summer, the opening song of that is Jane by Jefferson Starship. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's Airplane. And obviously Airplane had White Rabbit mm. and Somebody to Love, which are two of my favorite songs of that era. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Airplane have some bangers, but they got worse as they got more starshipy. I yeah. think you'll find they also whip ass, then just in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> One person's gold is another person. <laughs> yeah. Another person's WS Gold FM. <laughs> <laughs> and I love when Homer's like selling the trip to go to Hollapalooza and he's like, oh, get ready for some well supervised craziness yeah, as you rock out with, with your, your father. father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today, our teacher is going to be 12 dozen rock bands. <laughs> also, the bit where he tells Marge what he's doing. Yeah. And she's like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, yeah. Marge, you and me are very different people. Yeah. <laughs> don't have to do something yeah. because the opportunity comes yeah. along. Yeah. <laughs> Sensational stuff. Yeah, I thought there were like a good amount of, you know, shining a light on these festivals as well and just being a bit playful with it as well, like saying, uh, making teens depressed is like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, and, and the, the mopiness just, of them dancing. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's a gift for the ages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, were, how was Simpsons so ahead of the time with gifable moments mm. in their show? Oh, totally. Brinkiac, man. That is yeah. a fucking, that's a gold mine. Oh, I wouldn't be able to run my social media without it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, the narc bit. Oh, the narc. Yeah, so <laughs> we're just trying to have Which a good time, narc. <laughs> Which you don't fucking get as a kid. Yeah. So you yeah. don't know what a fucking narc is. You barely know what a Rastafarian hat is. They all think he's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> they all think he's a cop. When he arrives and he's just like, hey, Pretty cool music festival, hey? <laughs> classic. The like... joke is inherently anti-cop. Yeah, yeah. It's great. How do you do, fellow kids? ACAB. <laughs> I got the pig at Pink Floyd's yard sale. That's great. a really good yeah. joke. A joke you have no idea about until like you find out later on. About yeah. Pink Floyd, you know? yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see Roger Waters doing the wall a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, we, we... saw the wall, and I also saw the Dark Side of the Moon one. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I big... heard that Roger Waters got a rib removed so he could suck his own dick. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a big Pink Floyd tragic. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a hot Pink Floyd take. I personally think the wall's better than Dark Side. Wow, <laughs> that's an incredibly hot take. I yeah. can go even hotter. Yeah? They only have one good album, and it's called Piper at the Gates of Dawn. <laughs> I went deaf. Did, did, did you guys, earphones working. Cut out for a Pink Floyd died when Sid Barrett got left on the side of the road. Oh, you're one of those fuckers that champions yeah. bicycle, right? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I'm yeah. one of those fuckers as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I, but I, the underrated from a classic era is animals. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh fucking no. Oh, could talk Pink Floyd yeah. for years. <laughs> so could they? Uh, they like sucking their own dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys listen to Big Soft Titty Dot PNG? Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. One of the funniest things that came out of a recent episode was like they were talking about self sucking, and oh. Tom goes, "From what I've heard, apparently it's more like sucking a dick than getting a blowjob." <laughs> 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 yeah, because Tom had a great bit in his show where he was just like, shock rocker Marilyn Manson got a rib removed so he could suck his own rib. <laughs> That's a great gag. That's a very good gag. Oh, man. Oh, fucking Tom Walker and Demi Lardner, if you ever want, you're welcome on the show. Oh, they're disgusting <laughs> human beings and I love them so much. Yeah, actually, I think one of your other tweets that I loved was, yeah, Demi Lardner is the future of comedy. Anyone standing in her way can get fucked. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. Demi is the best. And thanks to your Blake music, my children are no longer dreaming of a future that I simply cannot <laughs> oh, provide. Oh, yeah. gold. So fucking good. 
Darcy Retsky was in the AV club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, all they, they get oh, a great. little shining moment. Oh, bless. My final note is the last thing I want on my tour is a yellow belly freak, unless that's his job. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just genius. Get it? Because yeah. they're all yellow. Have you, have you, it's yeah. the Simpsons. Have you known on my desk? Yeah. Yeah. Your desk? I mean, the hood of my car. So good. <laughs> it's time to rank this thing. Rank it! All right, Mac, kick it off. Ah, uh, what's the what's the top end of the scale like again? Yeah, I haven't had to even think about that end. <laughs> yeah, today. no worries. So for the good ones, you know the ones you'd watch again: bronze, good; silver, great; gold, excellent. But cubic zirconia is essential. Like, that, yeah. one, that one, that one, that one, that <laughs> right. one, that one, that one, that one. I'm 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 gonna give this a silver. Silver? I think it's a great app. Silver was great, wasn't it? Silver's great, but like, so we're saying like top tier is like that'd be like four stars, and then gold's like. Five and then yeah, cubics is like it's beyond perfection. Yeah, it's like yeah, my yeah. top three or something. So yeah, think yeah. very carefully about the next words that you say. My cubic zirconia reps are like summer of four foot two, going to move twice. Yeah, the cartridge family, Shukane Marge. So and that's yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll give it a gold. I'll give it a gold. Gold and cubic are still like top end of the scale, but we're saying the difference is cubic is essential watching. Yeah, gold is excellent. Yeah. So silver, I'd say you know you'd still have some like problems with it. Like yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. I'll give it a gold. Yeah. Yep, fair enough. How about you, Nathan? Yeah, same, same. I was going to go high silver, low gold, but I feel like we've been talked into gold. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to influence your rankings no, too it's much. Gold, yeah. it's, gold. <laughs> it's gold, Elliot. It's gold. It's gold. It's gold, It's gold, baby. <laughs> I'm going cubic zirconia because... Saddle, like, saddle, 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 saddle! <laughs> and this Sorry. is sort of why I do the individual rankings because, like, i got to say, this is a personal cubic to me. Your own personal <laughs> cubic... <laughs> Yeah, I'm willing to admit that I'm biased because I have a great love for all the music and music references in this episode. And yeah, top tier for me, but I absolutely understand going a bit lower because there's some part of me that doesn't think it's essential. But for me, yeah, I'm going to always have time for this episode. Hell yes. Right. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're just about done here. So tell the folks at home to listen to your podcast and shit. <laughs> yeah, sick. So the podcast is called BigSoftTitty.p. <laughs> you can follow us uh, online at ThisAmericanLife.org. <laughs> An NPR production. Yes. <laughs> our, no, WBZ Chicago, mate. Not not NPR. Our podcast is called Hottest 100s and Thousands. You can find us on iTunes and Facebook and Twitter. It's Hottest100SAND100. S. We've been reviewing the Horizon 100 for a number of years. We're extremely good at it, and you'll have a great time hanging out with us on the podcast app. Yep. And anything else you guys want to plug for yourselves? Or- I'm on Tinder. No, I'm not. <laughs> I deleted Tinder, actually. I, like, oh. Once I found this guy, yeah. I was it. That's all I needed. Visit davidjamesyoung.com. Send me death threats and hate mail. I, yeah. I need the attention. And uh, you know how Tinkerbell dies if you're not clapping? That's me. Yeah. So, yeah, davidjamesyoung.com. Come send me abuse. You can follow us on Twitter if you want. DJ Way Writes, Andrew M138, NLF Harrison. Yeah. Follow us if you like. Can't what? follow Buncher. Can't follow Buncher. He's an anti-social media guy. Um, he gives you, you can't pro- slide into his DMs. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not a slide. Not a slider. Not a slider. Not a slider. Oh. <laughs> it was well, a thirst gotta, trap, Jerry. You're gonna slide, Jerry. That's the best part <laughs> of the DM. <laughs> so yeah, and I just want to finish out the episode by also saying, and sorry if I'm gonna be it on thick right now, but yeah, discovering your podcast at the top of this year came at a you know really important time for me where. Like, it it was starting to become obvious that I couldn't be a part of my band anymore and sort of, like I said, after uni, I'd had a pretty tricky relationship with music, but, like, discovering your podcast and, like, hearing uh, the love of talking about music, it was just really invigorating for me. And, you know, there's just so much love for the the medium in your discussions and whatever and, like, so informed. I've really loved 
getting nostalgia for the bands that I was into, taking deeper dives into bands I only ever had surface knowledge of, and discovering new things entirely. Tumbleweed have become like one of my favourites. And Hell I yeah. never Hell knew them before. Hell yeah. Wall and Gong. Wall and Gong. Wall and Gong. Too fat. Oh, oh, motherfucker. And... You know, in, in the same way, you know, it's equally fun to rip shit on, like, Def FX and Beaver Loop <laughs> and, and the fucking brand van. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I still like the hook for that song, but yeah, everything <laughs> else is garbage. Oh, well, Elliot, thank you very much. It's very, very kind yeah, of you. Yeah, man, you're, that's super fucking You're a beautiful cool. man, and it, that, that most words mean a lot. Thank oh, you no, very much. No yeah, worries. Like, you do that sort of shit, and you're literally just in a fucking enclosed space with your mates and you have no fucking idea if anyone else is listening so the fact yeah. that you know it's been a part of anyone's life even yours like that's fucking awesome man we real fucking appreciate yeah. it so thank you dude and thank you for having us this is yeah. so this has been, been, awesome. awesome. been super yeah. fun no no worries doors are always open if you want to come back and yeah. well, you know, we will yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean fucking love to we're moving in <laughs> <laughs> but you know I mean not to big up too much the, the podcast that we're currently recording but like I think what you're doing with this is such a really wonderful and insightful way to look at the Simpsons, yeah, yeah, because there's like eighty-five thousand fucking Simpsons podcasts. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, that's it. It's a shit show, but you found a way to fucking carve in a niche, and it's sick. It's so good. Yes. Yeah, it's so good, and it's absolute honor to be able to join in. Mm. And, uh, and, and, thanks, and, man. And this has been the best ep of the podcast yet. I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Early reports. Early yeah, reports. Yeah. Best episode in the history of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear the five stars being typed right now. <laughs> Take that, Marin Obama. Uh, Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get out of here. That's Nathan Harrison. Thanks, bye. That's Andrew McDonald. Good night. That's David James Young. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and I'm Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash the Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Say, for example, I wanted to play like a <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme song as, as written and performed by Jim Johnson. Oh. Yeah. From, uh, uh, the guy who wrote Taylor. Yeah, yeah, the very same. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor say. was a good girl, never <laughs> wanna be late, complain, express ideas in her brain. <laughs> yeah! Go <laughs> talk, motherfuckers! <laughs> right, I'll, I'll give us some interlude music. God damn it. <laughs> It's actually funny because, yeah, we uh, busted out the N64 a little while ago and I was playing a bit of WWF Attitude. Oh, and baby, so, like, that game! Yeah, yeah, man. So, like, I'm hearing this and, like, visualising the janky polygon walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin is on fire tonight in the war zone. <laughs> this looks like a great match, King. Yeah, player one has got this on the back. <laughs> When you play as a custom character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. Oh, I love doing that phone thing. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> Mouthwah. Never have I ever. It's like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I used my phone as a Wawa pedal. <laughs>